Hello, everybody, and welcome back to episode 70 of the Everything Motor Racing Podcast. I hope you've had a nice week. Jacob, I'm after riders of number 70, please. Uh, Joshy Watley. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh... <laughs> 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 Sorry, Josh. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yeah. I forgot he exists. Um, Mark Alcober in Moto E. Yeah. And then I'm pretty much out. So you got Luca Vitali, the Italian uh, rider. Yeah, Ben Chev, yeah, Italian. from the Honda. And you got the Moto 2 legend. The best Moto 2 rider ever. Oh, God. Mm. Robin Mulhauser. <laughs> absolute goat of Moto 2. I don't well, think there's ever been a better Moto 2 rider than Mulhauser. You slit him, but he never, you know, he, he was the Swiss who didn't get banned by Dorna, so... Yeah, that's true. Raff, Raffin did get banned. And Mahalsa is now world champion, which is mental to think about. But uh, he WC, though, isn't it? Yeah, in the stock one as well. But, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we are back um, again, as you can tell, with Cameron. Hello, Cameron. Hello. Hi. Welcome back. We haven't got, um, what's her face? <laughs> what was her name? Lauren. Lauren. Sorry, Lauren, if you are listening. You're probably not listening. But... Rude. If you are listening, I hope you had a nice time at Mazzano. Um She went to Mazzano. Yeah, she went to Mazzano. Oh my yeah. God. I'm quite jealous, to be honest. I really want yeah. to go Mazzano. Yeah. Like, same. I look at the other tracks. I look at Haref and all that. I'm like, meh. I look at Mazzano. I'm like, that looks sick. Yeah, it looks like a good vibe there, for sure. Yeah, it looks ace. Um, but yeah, so she was at Mazzano um, with a few other ladies from Sighting Up and Anik, who I'm pretty sure we had on the podcast as well. So, yeah. Yeah. Them, them lot are there uh, or were there. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, so we've finally, since our last podcast, we've had a lot of riders confirmed as their contract. Oh, yeah. Or their riders' contracts confirmed, should I say. Mm. Um, everything we said as well, which is nice. Yeah, so we'll start with that. We'll start with the major one, which is, of course, that Anaya Bastianini has been confirmed as Francesco Bagnai's teammate for 2023 and 24. Solid. Yes. Correct decision. Yeah, it deserves I it. I would say, yeah. Mm-hmm. After recent form, yeah, fully, fully deserves it. I think, like, again, I was on an hour in between him and Martin for quite a while, and Anaya's form recently has really just shown that, nah, he deserves it. Martin is literally nowhere at the moment, and he... Yeah, it, what's that about? Yeah. Why is he... I don't know. He's just not really giving us that Martin goodness. He's just kind of... Lost his head. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? You heard me. The Martin goodness. <laughs> he's been giving his girlfriend that one. Um, oh, so I think he's, he's not reserving it for us. So. <laughs> oh, right. Okay. Yeah. We know where we stand. That's fine. Yeah. He's it's... got a new girlfriend and now his form's gone to shit. So maybe it's correlated. Do you know what? Definitely. She looks like Dua Lipa as well. I don't know if you noticed. But I, ha- I mean, I didn't like... know. I haven't seen her. So, Nobody but... looks like Dua Lipa. Let's not go there. Okay. He does. But um But anyway. Yeah, but back but to that actually thing. makes a change. What do you mean? What does? It's it's not me mentioning a rider's partner. Oh yeah, that does make a change. Jeez. But actually, um, actually did this not who who brought that up? Was it not you heck. who brought this up? Was it really? Yeah, yeah it was me. Oh yeah, you just started like <laughs> inhaling really yeah, drastically. Yeah, because I was Sorry. I was saying, yeah, you you got me on camera like I'm just, you know, my desk's working on a bit now. Right, oh, let's get oh, us back to PG. Bloody hell. Anyway, um, shit in hell. I, 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 Jesus Christ. Um, 
Bloody hell. Ah, it's fine. People, yeah, know, people, people know it's not serious. Jesus Christ. Yeah. I hope not. Jeez. Um, okay, Bastianini. Yeah, so, <laughs> so Bastianini has been confirmed as a factory Ducati rider for next year. With a two-year deal, Martin mm-hmm. and Zarco have been confirmed at Pramac with a one-year deal. Yeah, like a one-plus-one thing, right? Yeah. And Ducati have said to Martin, who is visibly not happy, that he's welcome to leave Ducati at the end of 23 if he would like to. Mm. That's basically a, a want of a better term. Shut up or fuck off. Yeah, like a lump it, basically. Yeah. Like, and, Deal with it. You know, there would be people out there who would probably benefit from Jorge Martin's services. But you can't yeah. eat one of them, quite rightly. Yeah, they've got enough talent. And it's like, um, yeah, but for, the, for the people saying, oh, you know, they should have kept Miller, did they prove that? No. <laughs> yeah. Just, just no. So. Like, mm-hmm. If you're going for a talent result alone, yeah, Miller crashed at P1. And Martin, no, Bastianini was outstanding all race long. Ridiculous. He was nuts today. I would have been interested to see how Bez would have done if he yeah, didn't oh, bin it. Yeah, so good because he crashed out of third, didn't he? Yeah, he would, I have, think, he would have podiumed. He would have podiumed. He wouldn't have won, I don't think, but oh, podium no. probably. He would have but, been that interim between Anaya and Maverick. Yeah, yeah I think he, did, he did do well. Two seconds back. So before we actually go into the races, I still want to stay on this contract talk for a bit. Oh, sorry, um, yeah, yeah. So Anaya's got the seat. It's his fourth podium of the year he got today in Mazzano. <laughs> and his first it wasn't a race win as oh, well yeah. of the year. He's now he's now finished a podium in second. So he he's had the thirds last year. He's had the P ones and now he's got a P two under his belt now. So mm. Wow. But yeah, oh, like, the fact is that he's on a two year old bike. And he's no but not no one year old bike, so yeah. With twenty two fairings, like, right? Yeah, yes. he's got a new fairings yeah. on it. And okay. he's just He's just brilliant. But like the annoying part is at some circuit he's brilliant and then he's he's just majorly inconsistent as I was saying last podcast. But do you feel like the consistency's gotten a bit better over the last Yeah, yeah and it's only going to get better in red. Well, the thing is Ducati have said that he needs to firstly improve his um, timekeeping because he's always late to everything. Classic. Uh, secondly, improve his pace across the weekend, and thirdly, improve on testing because obviously, as a factory rider now, you are involved in development. You are a development rider now; like it's your job to go out and test everything mm. on every compound to make sure that it works. You know, mm. um, but he he he's not a fr- he's not like a Friday or Saturday man. He's never been in his well. whole career. He's never been, but. Like the last time he got a pole position before Austria was in Moto Three four years prior, and so then, right. yeah, so then the fact that he can then come to Mizano and finish Friday in P one, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like the last two races since since Ducati have said like since obviously he's known that he was getting the seat, yeah, like obviously knew before the announcement. It's like suddenly his Saturday performances, yeah. Well, like where did he qualify again? I can't remember off the top of my head. Uh, second. Was it? Yeah. No, it wasn't. That was Pecco. Pecco's qualified. Yeah, but he started he third. Fifth. Yeah, but no, it was Anaya yeah. who qualified second. Yeah, he, said, yeah, but he went from I'm second, about, yeah. But... I'm on about qualifying, not blooming. Yeah, still front row. After penalties. Yeah, he got on the front row, which is brilliant for Anaya, and it just shows a big step up in form, whereas Martin is kind of slipping away. Martin said that he is deeply disappointed at Ducati. He didn't even go to one No, he's a bit devastated that they chose him, but I'm like, mate, look at your form. It's 
Mm. You know, it's and like last weekend in or the other weekend in Austria, when you had the chance to get a podium, you crashed after your rival had, had failed to score. Yeah, yeah, and you had seen your rival fail to score. You know, like yeah, at which, that point, I would have thought, okay, just just drag it to the finish. Yeah, just finish home ahead of an air. But it was a case of win it or bin it for Martin, and I think he's a bit immature in that sense. Mm. There's too much of the bin it happening as well. Yeah. Like, which is yeah, great because he's gutted, but it's self-inflicted. Yeah. It's strange though, because like last year was really good, like Austria when he won the race and he got on the podium, and you're like, as a rookie, wow, this yeah. guy's good. Yeah, as a rookie, you're like, this guy's amazing. And then mm-hmm. he's just not got anywhere near that. Him, but yeah, but Portimao was early in the season. That was like yeah. his second or third ever race. It he, set he him won back after Portimao. He won after Portimao. Yeah, yeah. But what I'm saying is that he missed crucial races of perhaps where that roundedness of being able to recognize like, oh, this bike's about to go. You know, every race, you're learning something and he didn't have a few of those races. And Mm. I think it did affect him. Yeah, it has majorly affected him, but the, if you want a factory ride, you have to have the mental capacity oh, to yeah. get over that. You Again, know, and... it, it reminds me of that meme. You know, with that guy who was riding the bike and then he shuts the, the stick in the in the wheel, oh, yeah. and then he goes <laughs> down. Oh, yeah, Ducati. <laughs> yeah, it's it's I, I, it's strange. Um, I, I am sad for him, of course, because he's an outstanding rider, and we all know he's a re- he's better than this kind of thing, but. Yeah. At the end of the day, if the results aren't there, it's a results-driven driven mm. business and industry. And if you're not hitting those results, then... That's why I'm not sad for him, because Anaya has been doing the business better than him. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's and hard like, to feel sympathy for someone who has been worse in a, in a results-based fight. Yeah, I guess so. And uh, There's worse places to be the than Pramac. There's yeah. worse places you, to be. The continuity pretty- might suit them. You're right. Yeah, yeah, because it was third year on the Pramac. That's not mm. a bad thing. Yeah, Pramac, it's, it's 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 basically a red bike and everything but the colour. It's like milk yeah. purple now, isn't it? Yeah, they're a winning team. So, I mean, yeah, but no until Jorge Martin won on it, they weren't. That's the thing. Yeah, yeah, like, they've never won before. <laughs> they've always been at the sharp. They're end, not getting though. a win out of Sarko. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you've changed your tune. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, I still wanted to win, but yeah. like where they confirmed uh, Martin and Zaga for another year, that basically confirms Marini and Bess for another year. Yeah. Oh yeah, they they've already been confirmed like unofficially on this guy Italian TV. So yeah, but like we all knew it as soon they as they have their own we, thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To veer off quickly, also confirmed on Sky Italian TV was Vietti and Antonelli. Yeah, Nicolo Antonelli um, does stay in Moto2 on the Fantic branding, which I found really odd. Do you want to know what's even weirder? I won't name him, but a guy who works for that team told me Antonelli was out. Like, right. like he told me Antonelli was out like as soon as like three days ago. Like he told me on like Thursday that Antonelli was out. Isn't Antonelli then, like at the back of the pack every yeah. weekend? Haven't scored a point yet right. in Moto2. Interesting. What are you eating? Out. Haribo. <laughs> You're just munching on Haribo when we're doing a podcast yeah, where yeah, you've got to have your mouth right Oh, and he got yeah, tongue fasted. But <laughs> I'm, moving, I'm moving away and looking at my levels and making sure it's lower than 35 decibels. If you're going to eat I'm going to put my noise gate in, it cuts it off. Oh. No, if, if you're going to have Haribos, let's eat good ones. 
tongue Jacob, shut up with your L opinions as fucking always. Fucking tongue-fastics. I can't oh, believe you're getting elitist one. about Haribo. What's going on? <laughs> it's not elitist, it's just good taste. It's just elitist. Jacob with another one of his horrendous opinions that no one else agrees with in the planet. Gatekeeping but, uh, chewy sweets. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gatekeeping. <laughs> But, no, it's, um, it's just, nah, I don't do it with me. But you can't. Yeah, but you also like the Blimmin' VR 46 livery from this weekend. So you haven't really got a place to make your opinion. I'm there. sorry. I'm Yellow sorry. One. Yeah. Terrible. Shocking. Uh, Declan hates Rossi confirmed. <gasps> yeah, that's it. The, um, <laughs> I actually the, really liked it. I think it could have done with a bit more black, like inserts, like to break it up a bit. But other than that, I, I really liked it. But. I mean, it's cursed anyway because it's a Mizano special livery, so what do I matter? Yeah, very true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you knew, knew Bietti was going to crash it. Yeah, these out. But um, sticking with the whole contract talk, um, it was confirmed, RNF have confirmed that Oliveira and Ralph Fernandez will race for the next year. Mm-hmm. I, personally, can't wait for that. I yeah. think them two are going to be so good. Coming off the KDM. And like, still knowing the characteristics of a V4 engine, 100%. I have said from for years now that Miguel Oliveira on a good bike, even when he's in Moto2 and he was stepping up to the KTM, I was like, why KTM? Like, if you're on a better bike, you'd be amazing. Mm. And now finally he's getting that better bike. He is going to be unbelievable. We already know what Ralph Fernandez is capable of. And like, even when you watch him on track, like snippets, when he is gets some TV time, he looks amazing on the bike. It's just a shame, obviously, the lap time isn't there. But his riding style on that MotoGP bike is He's built insane. For it, yeah. mm. Is it but full he just needs the bike under him? Yeah. Um, well, yes and no. Like it, it probably is near what the kit, the factory boys have now, but they get the updates later. Yes, yeah, so right, they have okay. the current bikes, I believe. But I like, can't imagine they're giving anybody other than Binder new stuff now. Mm. <laughs> oh, you're talking about KTM. I'm talking about Aprilia. Oh no, no, no. So I'm talking about Aprilia as well. So ah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. If yeah, we'll, Aprilia will be getting full factory equipment. Even if they get a 2022 Aprilia, they're still going to do well, aren't they? So, yeah. It's no, it will be a 23. Out, like. uh, yeah, no, when you actually step back and look at this, the stats, Miguel Oliveira has three quarters of the KDM wins in the top flight. Like, yeah. Interesting. Because he's won, what, Binder's won one. Yeah, but Miggy won Miguel's two. Miguel's won four. Three. So, no, no, Miguel's won four. Four demo. Oh, four, yeah. Austria. Oh, there we are. Yeah. Four fifths. So he's got 80% of KTN's top class wins. Who's, who's leading? Who's ahead on the standings? Um, I don't know. We I have think it might be Miguel now, actually. World standing. Let's have a look. Because they, were, they were glued together today until Miguel had his right through. It is. No, right through. Brad Binder. Still. Still oh, yeah. Brad Binder. He's seventh overall. That is yeah. mental. 25 he, points clear he, of He's under of the Miguel. radar, man. Binder is a beast. He just gets on with his top 10 thing and goes home, gets paid. Miguel's, yeah. <laughs> Miguel's early season inconsistency of wrecked him for the season. Wrecked. Yep. And, um, Get wrecked. Ma- Marcus is still the highest Honda. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, the oh, Honda's got to score points in order for that to be beaten. Yeah, that's mental. Um, we will talk about Honda in a minute. Um, but I am excited to see those two. Um I think mm. they'll do spectacularly well. I think Ralph Fernandez will be a top, consistent top 10 next year. Yeah. Might even get top oh, top five. You know, he's, he is superb. And Miguel Oliveira, I think, straight out of the box, he'll be battling with top fives. Easy. That, that, straight out of the box. That bike is probably the best bike on the grid now to jump up to. It's, it's, that or Ducati. 
Yeah, I, I wouldn't like to jump on the Ducati as much as the Aprilia in that the Ducati is more of a beast, if that makes See, sense. I'd yeah, agree, like but wild. I haven't... Yeah, Ducati is a bit wild, but we, because we haven't seen a rookie on the Aprilia, yeah. or this Aprilia, True. It just, I don't it, know. It looks because more user, as in like, I don't know how to describe it, but like it seems to it have a better... More user-friendly. Like stable. Not, so, not even user-friendly, more... It just looks like it's easier to get the operating window right. Yeah, which, yeah, which is what you want as a rookie. The thing is, though, both the riders, obviously, Alesh and Vinales, are firstly hugely competitive riders and are massively experienced, mm. which goes in their favor. Whereas Raul Fernandez, for example, wouldn't know. Um, but it's nice to see that Miguel said that what pulled him towards Aprilia was the results of Vinales and yeah. how fast Vinales was able to adapt to that bike and then. Yeah. Half a season on the podium. Half a season on the podium. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. The like, thing is, is, like, even wow. start of the year, the testing, they probably have worked out of the gate. Yeah. Yeah. Which is encouraging. The, the GP22 did not, don't forget. That's, That's it, yeah. True. Whereas GP21 was all right. Yeah. GP22 took a few rounds to kind of mm. gel That's, itself that's to the why circuit. it says to me that the Prilia probably has a better base. Yeah. It's a fair point. It's a fair mm. point. Um, Fernandez is going to come in and do a 2013 Mark Marquez. Oh yeah, he's going to kill it. Yeah. He's going to smash it. He, he is going to do well. Like you, you, do, you all predicted Fernandez as rookie of the year too, way too early. He's going to do <sighs> a Leicester City flipping um, <laughs> yeah. Premier League season. <laughs> oh, don't, don't talk I, about I, football. You're going to get Jacob going. Here we go. Honestly, oh, yeah. honestly, I think Fernandez. I don't think it's out of the realms of possibility he'll get a podium next year. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Give it away. Maybe tricky conditions like race. Not even. Tri- not... I think just a, a straight up dry podium by the end yeah, of the season. There's oh gonna yeah, be like, a dry podium. There's going to be ten riders on the grid next year that you'd be like, well, any one of them could get a podium next weekend. Oh I, no, 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 no. Well, eighteen riders on the grid at the moment. I'd say yeah, you can get the podium every weekend. Mm. Or you know, like every single one. Like what, Fabio, Bandaya, Aleish, Aspasinini. I'm just going to say right, top ten, eleven, twelve. 13, I'd say top. Anybody from Dovey down, probably get not. A podium. Yeah. I could say top 17 will get a podium. Even below that top 17, you've had Alex Marquez in 18th who's had a podium. Franklin Bobadelli's yeah, won he's races. Got a podium. I, I think Alex Marquez is going to do bits on that Ducati. Right? Yeah, oh, I think so. on the Ducati, he's going to be unbelievably good. People I'm write so... him off because of his brother, but it's, he's a fucking talented rider. I bet he can't wait to get on oh, that I imagine. Oh. It, it Especially must... seeing Bastianini on it now. Like, it must feel like Christmas for him. Like, yeah. granted, EG brought, you know, a shitload of money to get him in there. But thing is, right, he... he'll do really well on it. Love it. Tell Mark about it. <laughs> <laughs> and Mark will go, all right, fuck it. Let's let's talk to the And then Mark will go, Repsol, can I have a Stegosaurus as well, please? Yeah, it'll, it'll just go straight to Gatti and say, screw this, fuck this, I'm going yeah. to Gatti now. 20 mil, mm. I'll write for you next year. You know, Red Bull sponsorship won't be an issue. Mm. Yeah, he could bring sponsors with him. He'll bring Australia Galithia like Color Signs did to Ferrari. Oh, imagine an AEG colored Ducati with the orange wheels. Oh. That'd be rancid. Um, oh, it would not. <laughs> <laughs> no, they just have like the older EG logo and it. it would be like an EG like no, just, like how like how Ferrari have the EG logo on it every so often. Like Do you remember the the Suta Hondas that in twenty thirteen Rins and Alex Marquez ran? Oh and the Shadow like, like the ones, blue yeah. and the blue the orange wheels that was. And the orange slap. wheels. Yeah, they they were nice. They were cool. That was that's a throwback in it. 
<laughs> Speaking of Australia going through, though, uh, Raiders a champion. So a little shout out to Jose oh, Raider yeah. for winning the um, Junior GP season series. He's absolutely dominated it this year. Mm. So, ah, it's just yeah. a shame Monlo haven't got a route to the World Championship anymore. So right, he's signed with um, KTM Factory anyway. So uh, yeah. can't wait for him to be in MotoGP in 2027 and KTM to sack him the year after like they've done yeah. with uh, Remy Gardner. Oh my God. I am Wait, so to Will Superbikes 2028. <laughs> like, yeah, like they have, they have screwed Gardner. I'm so mad about it. I really I, am. I don't, I don't understand how you can call him unprofessional. Like all his criticisms were fair and he distanced himself from this manager's comments. And then you've got Ralph Fernandez on the other side of the garage ripping him left and right, accusing him of favoritism. And he gets it right next year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, the thing is, right, not only that, Remy has no idea what he was done as on professional. Then Pitt Byra has gone, or Stephen Parra, I can't tell. I can never yeah, get it was a difference between them. It was a Byra. There's two of them, I think. Um, so Byra, Pitt Byra, um, said that it wasn't him that said it. It wasn't another KTM manager that said it. It wasn't Hervé Poncherol. So he has no idea who said it or why they said this unprofessional, con- this unprofessional thing, but it's not, it's not true. That sounds unprofessional to me. Yeah. yeah well, that, but, there's only two people left who could have said that, and that's Hubert Trunk and Pulse or Stefan Pyra. Yeah. Mm. Um, but, so they're looking at getting rid of Remy, right, who has beaten Augusto Fernandez to the championship last year, beaten Augusto Fernandez in pretty much every race last year by like 10 seconds every race. Why, what on earth is making them go, you know what, yeah, we'll get Augusto Fernandez in. Feels yeah. like, like it feels like placeholder almost until they can get Pedro. Until in. they can get Pedro in, yeah. yeah. But then Pedro go, why the hell would I want to ride that? But then again, if you were Pedro and your options are KDM or Honda, I'd fucking stay motor too. Yeah, I would as well. But Pedro has said that he was in talks with said to Zona Spania that he was in talks with mm. well no, Honda approached him, but he was like, No, 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 I'm staying I'm staying in Motor Two next year. But he mm. said but maybe twenty twenty four, because he's he's yeah. I but, think, yeah, yeah, by the time Acosta's ready for GP, I feel like Honda will be back on the right track. Oh, yeah, it'll yeah, be a very right. different landscape. Mm-hmm. Two Dude. years is a long time in MotoGP terms. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For um, someone like Honda as well. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And no, even think... shorter in development cycles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then we'll have like new regs probably by then and it'll change it, things, but... <laughs> Might get Zarco's seat. 700cc rotary... Jet-powered engines. Um, but whilst we're on topic of Remy quickly, did either of you hear Simon Crafar's full... Yes. Oh, no. Amazing. It, it's what, right, I'll, I'll send it to you, Cameron. You can watch it afterwards. It's like eight Byra's minutes long. hesitation is seven or eight minutes. So, uh, Piers, so Simon Crafar, right? Fair it, play it, to the it's man, It's not right? a good look for KDM in the slightest, so, for that way. Yeah, it's not. But like, fair play to Crafar because he's a journalist, obviously. He's doing his job as being a journalist, right? Mm. KTM let him ride their bike recently. They even gave him a front fairing of their bike with his number on to hang up on his wall. And he still wasn't biased in KTM. He still grilled them. He still went in on them. You know, he asked them, why are you replacing him? You know, Remy's outperformed Augusto Fernandez next year. Why are you going to replace him? What's the point in replacing him? He went in on him and he really didn't hold back. and. It was interesting it was to see Byrus squirm. Yeah, it, it was a surprise. Like Ooh, you could tell, he was this. not expecting it in, at all. I Oof. think he thought it'd be like a you know he throw him a couple of softballs and he just didn't. Mm. Yeah, I'll send it to you on. Instagram and the thing is, because it is Crayfar was not cool. out of line 
in the slightest. Everything he said mm. is what everybody wants to know. Mm-hmm. Like, there needs to be something done to protect rookies. They need like a minimum two-year contract, I swear. They like, do, yeah. Because yeah. you can't you can't have one year in GP and then get sacked. Like with Sam Lowe's when he got sacked. and Because <laughs> now Remy's going to go. Darren Binder's going to go back to Moto2. And it's is, like... Is Darren going to go to Moto2? Yeah. Right. Okay. Much. Well, that's. I mean, yeah, Darren's out. That's like a. That's like a. Yeah, I know he's out, but I didn't know he was going to Moto Two because obviously he came straight from Moto Three. But I guess that's that's a strange right, way, though. strange, uh, strange convoluted way to get yourself from Moto Three to Moto Two. But because the the problem now is two of them have done a year, been pretty solid, like, and, considering yeah, they're rookies, definitely. And but they're now going to be viewed as damaged goods because they've had to leave. Mm-hmm. You know, like look at Ike Lacona. He is an incredible rider, but he's never getting back. Suzuki in the hours winner now. Yeah, but he's never getting back in the, on a MotoGP bike. No. no, I don't think he wants to. To be honest, after the oh, um, well, I don't think he wants KDM. <laughs> mm. No, but it's it, like, why would you want to go to KTM? Oliveira has obviously left because he didn't like Gas Gas, right? And this is a career KTM man. From what from what I've seen, Gas Gas offered him a three year deal. With mega money on the table, Literally like we're talking figures. like seven figures on the table, and he said no. Yeah, and this is a guy but who's ridden just... KTM since Moto Three, like with a yeah. breaking dispersor Kalex. Like, but... So for you to say no to that, mm. it must be bad. I mean, surely yes. it comes to a point where like these guys are all here because they want to win, they want to be the best. Most of them, you know, especially guys like Oliveira, will have enough money. He could retire tomorrow and he'd be fine. Oh, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And he can so, go dentist in, you know, and get a grand a year. Yeah, like that's it. It doesn't matter how many zeros are on the end of a contract for these guys now. Like, he's he's probably been paid an absolute fortune to be a factory KTM rider for the last, you know, couple of years, whatever. More, And it's like, yeah, he just now wants to be competitive again. Consistently, anyway, and yeah, and I money doesn't that matter. Massively. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you know, he, he gets like his his personal sponsors pay him an absolute bomb. Well, he will get around a million euros a year just from like Ixon, Alpine Star, Hyundai, Shark. Aye. Yeah, he yeah. will get a million. Like uh, the top MotoGP riders, talking Mark Marquez and all that, are getting a million euros just from say Alpine Stars a year. Yeah, exactly. And then yeah. a million euros just from Sherry, then Red Bull on top, and then. You know, Mark has got Alliance, for example. Like, right, MotoGP riders, the top ones, can take them five million euros a year purely on their kit sponsors. Yeah, that's like, before they anything literally else. Literally, not go on track, and they've already made bank. It's, it's yep. nuts. Yeah, exactly. So it's not and about it's fully money deserved. for a lot of these guys now. It's just no. yeah, to but that's it, isn't it? But mm-hmm. you know, that, that's the thing, though. I said he's he's taking a small risk because KDM are massive. Their development. They ain't going to be out to the race for long. Mm. You know, there's a good, there's a fair chance that KTM could overtake Aprilia in the next two years. I don't know. I, uh, but KTM, you know, I, it's I've not out to the realms. Really, like, yeah, well, how long have KTM been here now? 2016? 2017 yeah. was their first full season. Okay. To me, though, it's crazy. Like Jacob said earlier, right? Two years in MotoGP is a long time. Two years ago, we were watching Binder. Paul and Miguel Oliveira battling for the podiums week in, week out. Now they can't even break the top 10. Mm. Yeah. Those Ducatis and Aprilias have gone... Well, put it this way, two years ago, Dovi and Petrucci was the factory Ducati riders. Yeah, and then neither mm-hmm. of them are in MotoGP now anymore. Yeah, that's how fast it can change. Wild. 
And two years eight, ago, the Suzuki were world champions. Mm. And they're leaving MotoGP as well. It's, it's, it's mad. And two years ago, let's say, okay, two and a half years ago, Marquez was coming into the season after absolutely dominating. And now, now he's given it his last chance until he, if it doesn't work this time, he's retiring. Yeah. What a crazy sport. Mad. It's, it's, it's a sport where your window is about 10 years so everything happens super accelerated yeah yeah it's like a lot of super physical sports though you know you've got your 20s to do it really you might get a few wins in your 30s but after it's that a, it's a good way to, to live you know you get to do what you love mate bank in your 20s and retire, <laughs> and retire at 27 like yeah. Lucas Donut yeah, yeah. go fish it at 27 like, that's exactly it. if you can get out uninjured then if you Brilliant. can get out uninjured and like aren't walking around like John Hopkins is now, then you have you've done well, mm-hmm. you know. Definitely, it's a, yeah. it's a bloody when you actually stop and think about it, it's just ridiculous. It's it's so out of the norm. That's why these guys are just. It's why like you got paid for risk, kind of, basically. It's why you got to respect these guys. You know, even if you don't like them, you have got to respect them because what they're doing is mental. And yes, they're paid and seen amounts of money to do it and yes they're put they're you know they're superstars and their lives will be set afterwards but the risk they're putting themselves under for this well they could die every weekend them. every Literally. every session every session yep. you can go out and die it doesn't even matter like it doesn't even it sounds dramatic get, but it ain't training in motocross get, like, week yeah like, like yeah they do motocross and they do like the amount of like three riders have died in Ovale training this year so far, and it's crazy. Like in every session, you know, and you don't even have to get hit by a rider. You could just have a crash. Yeah, that's funny. Like that's Mar- the end of it. Like, mm-hmm. like Marquez when he's uh, messed up his eye, it's a pang. That was, I think he obviously, I, I think he might have hit somebody actually on that one. Yeah, he but, hit um, Corsi. Yeah, but ironic. You know, there are crashes you can have by yourself and get seriously like the Renzo when he broke his back at Aston. You know, and yeah. Like, it's why you've got to respect these guys, even if you don't like them, because what they're doing far is too much just of that, unbelievable. Not liking them. Yeah. yeah, like genuinely, like being straight up disrespectful and not liking people is is pretty You're allowed to say, "Oh, you know, I I don't think much of Mark Marquez, for example, because I don't like his attitude." Fine, or you like, know, yeah, or I'm not but, a fan. Yeah, Fine. but calling him names and you know threatening to kill him and stuff it's it's just. Folk are yeah, sad. Mad. But, know, like, um, I just, I, what I visualize is just people like sat in a dingy basement with a keyboard. Like I don't yourself. like my Marquez. Bat, 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 bat. I've got a room. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, on the topic of Marquez, though, he is a back. So I've well, that's why I said weekend. Mark. Because literally, but, that's all I've seen is the comments of him like, rah, 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 rah. and I'm just like, mm, oh, just yeah. shut up. So over the Mazzano weekend, he did a fitness test. Yep. And has passed the test and will make his MotoGP return on Tuesday at the test in Mazzano. So Marquez has said he's done some training last week on the CBR 600 at the Aragon casting circuit. But he said the only way he can know if he's 100% is if he rides the Honda, the RC213V. And so he's going to make his return on the test to basically see if he can race at Aragon. Yeah, like it, uh, that'd I, be nice. It, it, lots of people are going to hate me for saying this, but I hope it's too much for him because I think it's too soon. Yeah, but I know he's been past fit, but he was past fit at harass. You know what I mean? Yeah, mm. but 
yeah, you think it might be too soon, but um, how long do you leave? I it? think Marcus is the expert. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, but like part of part of me is just hoping that it's too much, and he has yeah, the sensibility be... to say, "Oh, okay, right, it's too much right now. Another month, come back and try again somewhere else." If it's too much for him, he will not ride. That's simple as. But yeah. if it's not too much for him, he will ride and. Oh, yeah. That's why he's testing. Like you can't be like, oh, it's too much for him now because you don't know. You don't know what's, what how he feels, what's going on with him, and mm. how he's how he will be on the bike. Well, that's it. Like I totally agree with testing because that's what a test is for. But it just well, like, seems he might be, very he might be, very early. Yeah, but he might be a hundred percent now, and I think it's you, very unlikely, though. No? Like if we're talking realistically. I think it's extremely unlikely. Yeah, but you've got to remember, he's got access to the best, the physiotherapists, the best surgeons, the best everything in the world. Like, one of, if us, one of us had the same surgery, we'd be out for eight months, even a year. But because of the access to the physios that we mm-hmm. have as regular human beings that aren't on <laughs> seven, no, eight figures a year, you know, whereas because Marquez is on all these things, he has access to these things, which drastically accelerates the process. Yeah, like that—that's the thing. It is—it's it's almost a catch twenty-two, because you've got the test to find out if you're fit, and then if that test is too much or you you fuck yourself, then you're back to square one. And it's it's again, this is why they paid the big bucks because they have to take those risks. They have yeah. to. Yeah, they do. But to be like, oh yeah, I I, I hope he's not. I hope I, it's too much for him. Yeah, but... in the thing of if it is too much, which I think it will be, I hope he takes a step back and thinks, okay, it's not worth it because I still think it's very early. But this is Mark he Marquez. Will, he will not ride if he doesn't, because at the end of the day, like you said, he doesn't want to give all this up. It's been his life since he was three years old. Mm. He will, if he feels he cannot ride, he won't ride. Mm, well, that's, what I mean is, I hope he comes back when it when he's ready to do it, physically ready. He will. Because because a, a full-on Mark Marquez is only good for the World Championship. Oh, yeah. Well, Fabio said that he wants Marquez back to help yeah. him get rid of the red dudes. <laughs> yeah, literally. Yeah. Like, And he, he's not going to be able to do that at 70%. Like, I don't care who you are. Thing is, right, what I find interesting is Marquez last year won three races with an arm that was had the bone... Uh, like 30 degrees in the wrong way. Something mm. like that, yeah. Marquez is going to come back now with a bone in the right way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> On a terrible day. That, that's what yeah. I'm saying. This, you know, there's a, like, there's a very real possibility that that Honda could throw him off first lap because he's such a pig at the minute. And yeah, that's, that's the a, really that's worrying the same- part. That's the same with every rider on that grid. Every rider on that grid could go out and ha- yes, have a crash sure. and end their career. But like, that Honda I don't know. is an absolute pig. And if he doesn't have the full strength capacity to be able to ride it, I hope he just pulls over and says, no, too soon, job done. Yeah, he will. But yes, Honda's a pig, but this is Marquez. This is an eight-time world champion who's yes. already ridden this bike this year. Yes, I, you know, you can say all that. At but... 70%. <laughs> I just hope the desperation to return doesn't override common sense. For he ain't desperate to return. He's uh, no, He has got nothing to gain out of returning this year. Nothing. The to championship's yeah. done. Yeah. Championship's over. Mm. He ain't winning that championship. He has nothing to gain out of coming back early. But that's exactly Last, why I don't think he should bother. In I'm just 2020, until next year, he's guaranteed to be fit after a winter. Yeah, but what, what's the point? But then on the other flip side, what's the point of waiting if he's ready 
if he can race now, what's the point in sitting back and being like, yeah, Stefan, you can ride. Like he needs to make sure that bike now is good enough so that next year he can ride it to a title. Yeah. If he comes back now on this test and is 70%, he will sit out until maybe the Valencia test. But if he rides it and he's 100% now, there's no reason for him to sit on the sidelines and be like, I'm not going to ride because... And it's because all about what? the data. There's no voice. Yeah, it's all about data and learning it. And, you know, it's one of those things where you've got to be actually riding the bike in race trim to make sure that you're fit enough. Every yeah, and that's it. Yeah. Back to the catch 22, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. So the longer you leave it, the harder it's going to be to get back to being that fit. I know he's passed, you know, he's passed like a fitness test, but the ultimate fitness test is a race. So, it's going on the bike and doing yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. And he will be doing race runs, doing the testing mm-hmm. and things like that. And it, again, he he has nothing to gain by pushing it. In 2020, when he came back too early, he came back early because he had to win that championship. In his mind, he had everything to lose. Unfortunately, yeah. he lost more than he could ever have imagined in that by coming back too early. You know, he lost not only one championship, but he lost two, three now. He lost 2020. 2021 and 2022 championships by coming back too early. Yeah, because I've totally he's not going to make that mistake again. Would definitely have won 2020. Just based he'd on her rest before 11, the crash. He'd be 11 time champion now. Like, there, there's no way that like, no he doubt. would not have won 2020. Mm. 21, maybe not. Like, you know, because Fabio was pretty strong. But 2020, yeah. I, absolutely no doubt. The way he just carved into the pack, like, they were on motor two bikes until his crash. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. And, he has nothing to gain by coming back early and I think he's going to do... Well, that's exactly he's my gonna point. He's going to be careful. I hope he comes back when it's right. Not, he will. Oh, not too he will. early. He will. 100%. That's my fear because it's Mark Marcus. And he... So say he comes back, do you think he's got a win in him this year? Yeah. Maybe yeah. at Phillip Island. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. what I was thinking. Track Top fit. sixes yeah. with an arm that ain't right on a pig of a bike. Yeah, he got he one. Got one of those guitar. three things, yeah. Of diplopia gone, arm right, or Honda being fine. You fix one of those, and that's easily five seconds. Well, the thing is, he got fifth place at Qatar on a bike that was not that great with a messed up arm. Yeah, but now, no, he's, but now he's got a good arm on the same on bike. <laughs> I don't think Qatar is a fair thing because Paul Podium did Qatar. Okay, I'll pick any other result that isn't Qatar. Oh, look. Kota's probably the Jerez, best one. He finished fourth. Yeah, Kota's probably the best show there. Because he well, carved he... up the pack like they win there again. Yeah, well, it doesn't really matter. if You can't say, oh, Qatar doesn't matter and then pick a similar result where he also did the same good thing. You know, But the like, other Hondas didn't. <laughs> but yeah, then... but what I'm saying is Marquez, fourth at Jerez with a crap arm. Now that Marquez has a good arm, yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. One of those three I, things fixed. He'll be back. Mm. He'll be back to normal. Like I think, I think I could see him winning races again this year. The also, fact that he could do it last year. Since Jerez, Peko's found form. Vinales has found form. There's more people up in the, that you know that could bully more him now. To beat. Yeah, exactly. There's more true. people to beat. Muscle out the way. Um, Enea. Enea as well is sort of it's, now it's going to be getting a streak, isn't it? It is. Yeah, it is. It's going to be... I, there's a win, is, but there's a win in Arthur Field. <laughs> As we said yeah. earlier. Yeah. This is Mark Marquez. <laughs> yeah. Like, when Marquez is on it, he is... Oh, I tell you mentally, what. Mentally, mentally, there's lost. nobody stronger than Marquez. Yeah. yeah, he is... He is, Even now, like, 
after everything that's happened, he is still strong mentally. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, how the freak, man? He's also yeah. not the name that you want behind you on your pit board every like, time you even go by. Like the name. Yeah. Even the that. name, like... Will it put fear into riders? <laughs> MAQ 0.0. I'm good. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Just, I would just fact, leave it wide, let him go. <laughs> well, yeah. After the fact you, that, sir. The fact that uh, Sepang a few years ago, when Rossi saw Marquez gain on his pit board and crashed at T1. Oh, mate. Rossi fans are going to hate this podcast. No, but the fact that Valentino Rossi, who never succumbs to pressure, succumbs to well, the pressure of Mark Marquez, okay. just shows. The, the fear that Marquez brings to riders and yeah. he will even now even though he's been a bit injured people will still go shit it's Mark Marquez yeah. he's having That's a good it. race there's nothing you can do about it he's the only one who defeated Rossi mentally really Lorenzo just didn't bother he just beat him on track and Stoner was, yeah. Stoner was like eh, I don't particularly give a shit yeah, Stoner he's the only one was... who actually took him on and won that yeah mm-hmm. Mark is the only man in the career to do that and so for like Pecco, who, as we know, struggles a little bit with pressure, although the last four races, he has proven to be a lot better. Mm-hmm. But he, is that because Mar- Marquez think, isn't there? Yeah, I think him seeing Marquez, like last year, you look at last year at Mazzano when Marquez again was gaining mm-hmm. and Pecco went, oh, crap, crap. But then, then Pecco beat him in Aragon, well. yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then Aragon... Honestly, I, I think the thing oh, people gonna are good. not it's gonna be considering is Mark Marquez absolutely battered Fabio mentally to stop yeah. him winning a race in 2019. You know, Fabio had Mizzano, so many chances and he slapped him sideways every single race. Yes. Mizzano, when Mark just followed him the whole race and bang, last lap. Thailand. Thailand followed him the whole race, bang, last lap. Yeah, you know, I think it's going to affect Fabio more than Pepo. Even though it's Fabio said good. he wants him back, I, I think it's going to affect him more than PTSD. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm really excited. Yeah. I, I mean, like. I, I think if he wants to come back and he is good after this Aragon test, there's a good chance he could win Aragon after Mizano, sorry. Yeah, but Aragon's mm-hmm. his favourite track. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's, he's got, got a favorite, corner named after him, for God's sake. Marquez's record at Aragon is ridiculous. Like, hold on, I'll get it up quickly. Uh, nice. Hey. Cameron's <laughs> <laughs> PG. <laughs> Jacob swore. It's fine. Yeah, no, it's fine, it's fine. Um, oh, God. What the hell's this? Oh, so <laughs> this related. Show me the I, record. I think he's only been beaten Shame. by Peko last year, and that was with a gammy arm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, and now Dobby's out the out the window. So you know, it's it's. So, but now on, we've I'm, got Bastianini, who could be a bit mental and arrogant this year. Yeah. Right. Executive wins of the same Grand Prix. Mark Marquez has won. Aston and Germany eight times. That's crazy. Germany, Marcus yeah. Was... Yeah. Um, wait, most wins of the same Grand Prix. Aston's not... No, Aragon's not even on there. Oh, yeah, but we haven't been going to Aragon since yeah, like 2014, probably... 2015, haven't we? Yeah, so I'll, I'll go on That's his actual... That's reason. I'll go his whole career results because he has got <laughs> a hell of a record at Aragon. Last year, second. 2019, first. 2018, first. first. 2017, first. first. 2016, First, 15, crash. 2014 was um, 13th. 2013, that was he wet, won again. Was not? Yeah, 2013, that was, that was when he tangled with Pedroza. And then go back to Motor 2, second. Motor 2 again, 2011, first. Crashed in 2010. Have we been there that long? Jesus. Yeah. How did he We've do in 2013? Since 2010. 
because this is 2010. What was his result so, in 2013? His rookie season? He uh, won it. Won at Aragon. Well, there you go, folks. Like, Marquez Aragon is like... It's a formidable thing. He mm. loves it. And so the Ducatis are amazing around Aragon. They've got the straight line speed. Not even Peco, that. Like, they've got Peco the long sweeping it. corners. It's, yeah, very, it's, yeah. it's very Ducati. Well, they said in the press conference at the start of the weekend, they asked them, like, out of the upcoming tracks, which one? They asked Peco, Fabio, Fabio, and the Leish, yeah. what tracks you're not looking forward to. Fabio said, ooh, Aragon, don't really like Aragon, never really gone too well there, Mer GP. Pekka went, well, I'm really looking forward to Aragon. I really like Aragon. It's my favourite track. Aleish had the same. And the pair of them went, I'm not really getting about any circuit. All of the ones that are coming up I really like. And, pe- pe- and Fabio's just gone, oh, I don't like Aragon. Uh, and then uh, just well, so gone, I love it. It's, it's <laughs> pointless hiding it because it's very clear that he doesn't like Aragon based on his not only his results, but it's, it's, it's shit. Did you see Unlimited last year when they read Aragon? Mm. He was just like, "I hate this place." Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they, 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 he's already said it on a, a worldwide documentary. It's pointless hiding yeah. it. The thing is, like Fabio is having to ride that Yamaha so damn hard. Like, I'm. What was he? What was he? It's going to bite him. Was he yeah. fifth? Yeah, and that like, was the limit. I, yeah, that's it. I'm convinced that he got that Yamaha around the the track today as fast as that machine possibly could. The with issue the is like, he's got he's got no support yeah exactly that that's what i mean he he, he he took that thing as fast as it physically could and it got it was good enough for fifth and it was just I know, when you actually just, stop and think that the only support fabio has against ducati is an aprilia <laughs> <laughs> yeah Crazy. oh my god <laughs> and like the closest guy to him today was Dovi actually in 12th, which I'm like, hell yeah. Well that, done, was, Dovi. that was, yeah. Grazie, Dovi. Nice yeah, one. but then his freaking teammate crashed out with well, 25 laps to go. He crashed on the crashed out. Yeah. And then, and then you what? You got Bindu's not really going to be up, well, is he? And yeah, well, you can't rely on that. <laughs> he might no take a to him, but he's a rookie. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, maybe he could skittle Bang Naya again to hand <laughs> somebody else's. <laughs> Just skittle an Italian and they get hate for it. Yeah. But, um, mm. Fabio is doing bits. Oh, he's a lone wolf, isn't he? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I think you're right, Kurt. I think literally it's going as fast as physics will allow. Yeah. yeah. A, no he's, one he's, could make that bike go any faster. You could, no I one. don't know. Yeah, and it's it was good enough for fifth to do. Aragon, it's going to be good enough for Just to fifth boil again. the piss of some <laughs> Yamaha people further, Mark Marley's mm-hmm. probably could. <laughs> Probably Marcus. because Fabio said you might look smooth, but you need to be aggressive as hell to ride that yam. You know that's that's Mark Marquez's mo, isn't it? I'd love Fabio and Marquez to be on the same bike. What I'd like is to well. what I would love mm. to see is like a race of champions at the end of the year, but on like a totally neutral bike, like a Kawasaki or something. <laughs> yeah, or, or like yeah. A, a bike, a, a specific frame created specifically for the race of champions with the entire grid we've already said this in our previous yeah. podcast have yeah. we like yeah multiple you, times you, you've got to think that there's six maybe seven riders who would be at the front no matter what and then there is a divide mm. and like Fabio's in it Peko Morbidelli be up there I can guarantee Morbidelli Marquez yeah. Ralph Fernandez. Remy Gardner would be up there. But yeah, um, 
there's a slight divide in the in talent, and that divide in talent is being exacerbated by a poor Yamaha. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, unfortunately, and that's the whole grid. You look at, you get most of the riders on good bikes. You get Brad Binder on a good bike, P1 every week. Miguel Oliveira on a good bike, P1 every week. Ralph Fernandez on a good bike, P1 every week. Mm. Remy Gardner, good bike, top again. You know, there's only a few riders that I'd be like, you know, Fabio Digia, mm, yeah. not pretty sure. You know, you know, yeah, you go down. You couldn't write Bardle. anyone off. That's the thing. If they were on a winning bike, none of the field would be written off. Like you, you could yeah, maybe have more doubts about certain riders. Well, I say, oh, I doubt Blemin Digia, but he won on the Grassini bike last year. And he's the only guy to win on that Grassini Motor 2 bike since Javier Simeon. He's got a actually, pole no, this since, season, you know what I mean? Since Sam Lowe's, actually. Yeah, yeah there's clearly you know, something with Digia that's yeah. Digia's got it. Exceptional. He's just, he's just, like, he's for, just for me, it's like mm. there's not a rider on that grid who is anything other than incredible. Well, yeah, there's levels of incredible. Yeah, yeah, there's levels to the game, I think. Mm. Um, right. There is, there's a transfer we forgot about. Oh, oh, sorry. I just remembered. Mm-hmm. You are me. Oh, of course. A transfer. I was, a, I was um, going to say something in a bit, but okay, carry on. <laughs> um, so, Johan Mir has been officially confirmed at the Repsol Honda team. Good. What's next? Bad. With, Bad. Thing is, right? Yeah, going to write that thing. There. Rins is also there. I think it's going to be the equivalent, right, of Rossi jumping on that Ducati. They're going to have such a shock and they're both going to think at, on that first test, they're both going to think, what the fuck have I got myself in for? Yeah, but my it, point is them, him and Rins can help develop that, put, yes. to push that bike a lot forward. Yeah. Mm. And you've got 10 world titles now in the Repsol Honda team for next year. Which is crazy. The last time that happened was, oh yeah, Alex Marquez in 2020. Yeah, but then, you know, there was Lorenzo and Marquez on the Repsol and it, didn't really help Lorenzo much, did it? No, I Catalonia crash after that. It just, but yeah. I think the they've difference got to now listen to him. They can, the, the Honda, as I've said previously, will be better soon. Hmm. Honda weren't, weren't keen to listen to anybody because they have Marquez winning everything. Now they've yeah. had three years of not winning anything. They're going to be very keen to listen to what Rins and Mir have to well, say. Rins and Mir, especially because they both come off the same bike. And they've both come off a of Suzuki, which is, as we know, one of the best well handling bikes yeah. on the grid. You know, mm. Honda are going to be looking at that. Marquez will be like, oh, no. But they, they're going like to both but... have similar perspectives, which might hinder them in a way, because maybe you need a Ducati rider, for example, as a third perspective. But I can't see it being a negative. No, for sure. Yeah, I think it's going to be good. Um, what were you going to say, Jacob, then? I wasn't. You, you said, yeah, I oh, I had said, something else to say then, yeah. but... I don't it's know. gone. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Great. I, okay, I'm sure right. it was bollocks, I'm worried about <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Um, so what do you think of the Grassini delivery today? I thought oh, it was very nice. Very nice. Bella. Don't it looked even better. Like, much much <laughs> like most of the special liveries, though. It looked better on the Moto2. I don't know, I, I barely saw think. it. I didn't even see it until Blooming Salad got knocked off by Senegius. <laughs> no, it's the same as most special liveries because that Ducati is so wingy. It's, it just looks better on a flatter bike. Yeah, fair enough. Mm. Um, and I hated that Blooming VR46 one. It was rancid. I, I didn't mind it. it. I don't know. I'm kind of... Unless... It, 
unless a livery is like really nice. They do see who I, it was designed by. That's uh, okay. Just right. interrupt me. It's all right. Yeah, Some guy so called Mad Dog. Mad Dog. Dick. Oh, dog I, Jones. What were you saying, Cameron? <laughs> I was just sorry. About to it just came into my head. I'm sorry. It just came I was my just head. saying, unless a livery is like super nice, I that's like the only end of the spectrum that I can feel about liveries. I'm either like, okay, that's really nice and I love it, or I don't care. I'm never yeah. like, oh, that's ugly. Or wait, There's no ambivalence, is there? Yeah. Uh, meh, I don't know. No, I, so, nobody sees a special livery and goes, meh. I did. Well, I did today. That's what I'm saying. Like I was, I, when it came to the the VR46 one, those guys, I was sort of like mid. Okay, yeah. I was like, oh, cool. They got a special livery. Anyway, that, yeah. See, I so that's know. a that's a plus, not a myth. You felt something. Okay. Well, I mean, I'm more just meaning like I noticed. More just being it. like, oh, it's different, sick. Anyway. Yeah, exactly. Like I noticed it. I wasn't like, oh, cool. Like, let me have a look at that. I was like, oh, that bright like the Jeremy Clarkson. Thing. Oh no. Anyway. Yeah, pretty much. That that was my attitude. It, it was sort of it's how. What is yeah, it? I, it's when they always talk about the Datchers or something, isn't it? Do that. But anyway, this isn't a Top Gear podcast. That, that's what that's what scares the hell out of me about the Mizano special deliveries, though. I just know it's gonna. The VR forty six boys end coming out a bit of in. Very good. They need to stop mm. it. Yeah, I know it is a curse. Oh my god. Well, are you still eating Haribo? <laughs> yeah. Good luck. I haven't eaten my dinner yet. Have you just been to the gym and now you're just piling yourself with gelatin? <laughs> Get his carbs, oh boys. Uh, but um, <laughs> just a booze in that park, isn't he? Look at him. Uh-huh. I did. I did leg days. So you got to get extra calcium. Oh grow, god, you know? yeah. Got a few calories, back. I'm sure. I mean, I can't talk. I'm a fat it's, bastard. It's carb, anyway. anyway, so it's fine. Yeah. Carbs, but, um, carb loading. I just yeah. thought, Cam. No. We haven't had a whiskey pop. I know. I'm sorry. I don't have a bottle tonight. Oh, no. Seems I know. We need a whiskey sponsor. We need a whiskey sponsor. I can't afford yeah. it. I can't afford <laughs> like 40 quid a week on a bottle of whiskey. So. <laughs> well, we, we don't um, drink a bottle a week, but a glass a week. Okay. Yeah, no, you're right. Bottle would, yeah. I don't know. You need to do your like finger in the cheek thing that you did last week. That was your bottle. Oh, there it goes. Well done. There you go. Okay, um, moving on. Can I go back to the point I was making before you interrupt me? Tell him no. You mentioned the um, Mizano. You know the the. They always crash the VR46 guys. Mm. Rossi stopped doing special deliveries at Mugello because every time he put one on, he crashed. It's something in it, I'm telling you. It's... I mean, Vietti sometimes doesn't even make the race for the warm-ups. Like, you know, he decks in warm-up and has to run the standard livery and then he doesn't crash. Yeah, Yeah, I remember that. Last year, wasn't it? Yeah. He crashed in the warm-up. Yeah, he ruined that lovely Hyundai livery and then he did okay in the race. Yeah, Vietti in special liveries is just... It's just a bad combo, man. Yeah, mm-hmm. Vietti is, is just not If I was Vietti, right, I'd just What's be in the corner and be like, look, stop it. Fuck off. I don't want it. Well, mm. yeah, fair enough. I mean, he's just he's lost the title, I think, now. He's really yeah. gone. Today was the I, day. He's if, out of it. If he couldn't win today when he, he showed some form uh, at his home track, it's just not going to happen, is it? It's not yeah, that, no. I, I wouldn't say he's over. But it's very slim now. Like Compa- the, the consistency of Agura and Fernandez. Yeah. Well, that's like, exactly what yeah. I was just about to say. Is you've got to feel Agura do well in Asia. Likely, yes. <laughs> yeah. So Fernandez needs to build something in Aragon, otherwise mm-hmm. Agura's just going to dump him. 
Agura's only been, it's only his fourth year in the World Championship and he was doing the Asia Talent Cup exactly. four or five years ago oh, right, really? on these tracks. Exactly. Yeah, so he knows them. Yeah. Mm. And like, not only well. that, he will know, uh, like, I know it's not, they're still athletes, you know, they're still at the top of their game, but the humidity, the heat, the, the conditions, they're very different yeah. to Europe. And yeah. Agura grew up in it. He knows it. it, it, it Chantra it's knows gonna, it. Yeah, it's gonna, you know. Chantra won in Indonesia or whatever. What was that? Yeah, Indo, wasn't it? In, in, yeah. And, and then yeah. he's going to win at Thailand and Burma. Yeah, you know, in the stupid hot humidity conditions, mm. he just cleared off. And Malaysia, you'll know it because, again, it's very similar climate to Indonesia. Yeah, so it it, it does make a difference whether people like it or not. It, it, I think Agura is no favourite. He stayed in touch through Europe. Maybe. Yeah. We'll have to see. Um, should we, before we fully dive into Moto 2, should we do the Moto 3 predictions and then 3 2 and then GP? Yeah, then go on that? then. Let's do that. Is there <laughs> any Moto 2 confirmations or Moto 3 confirmations? So, Dennis uh, Bodger has been officially yeah. confirmed yeah. at uh, Ital Trans, which cool. is great. Yeah. Moves um, LDP down. He is rumored to go back to Moto 3 with the Snipers team. Yeah, replacing right. Sutter. Okay. Yeah. Um, where on earth are my predictions? There they are. Mizano. Um, then the Moto 3 Leopard rider didn't get confirmed, weirdly. Yeah, I was just about to say, what's up with that? Because he's, I can't say the rider's surname, but the rider's cousin told me that he was going to be announced this weekend. And I even confirmed it was his cousin because they got the same surname and the rider follows this person who's messaging me. So I'm like, yes, it's definitely related to him. But he's not been confirmed by the Leopard squad. I'm a bit mm. it's a weird one. Very weird one. And he was there. Mm. You know, it, yeah, it would have made sense. <laughs> there are there are some rumors like Joel Kelso apparently CF Moto. Yeah. Right, okay. And they said that on the world feed, I believe. Yeah. Or, or was okay. it and they're going, oh, oh, is it Max Bianchi squad? I can tell you right now, it's not Max Bianchi. Okay. Yeah. Not Bianchi's team. Um CF Moto would make sense. But like what I just don't understand that he's turned down Max Biaggi for CF Moto. Well, maybe what? he hasn't turned it down for CF Moto. He's got, he's got a paycheck. Um, Raiders either going to be an IO or Tech 3. Marrera will Solid. be an IO, probably. Yeah, that's a dream team yeah. right there, Raider and Marrera. Jeez, hell. Yeah, that's that, would, be that would be a beast of a thing because Adrian Fernandez well, is out of Tech 3. Yeah, well, there'll be Holgado and Marrera or Holgado and Rueda who have been teammates before at the Estrella Galithium on now squad yep but like so, Tech 3 Ma- is going to be two rides next year Messia Messia is in talks to go to Moto 2 yeah okay do we know who with I heard a room of Intact but that'll be Tulovic mm. and yeah. probably Alcoba maybe but I don't no, know Alcoba because Alcoba no in it Alcoba might be out yeah Alcoba might be out we know Schroeder's out because he confirmed so there mm, could yep. be two intact seats, so it could well be Messia. Right. Which would be interesting. Uh, Tulovic is like pretty much dead set. They yeah, German. Tullo is They've always had a German. It'll be Tullo. He's 22 years old. He's got a lot of years left to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, just trying to think of other ones. For Yeti, he's obviously been unofficially confirmed. The rumour was that Arenas might go to Fantech, but obviously it's going to be Antonelli now. The last um, so that for me puts him at Pons replacing Navarro. That would there be was, the most likely for me. Yeah, there's rumours that Joe Roberts is going to go to Pons. There's rumours of Aaron Cannett. No, Albert Arenas at Pons. Yeah. Arenas, makes, Arenas needs to stay. He, he's he's yeah. proven enough to stay. Yeah, he's been amazing this year. Mm-hmm. Um, Guevara is 
the rumored guy to be replacing Arena. Mm. Right, of course, okay. we could have an Iomoto 2 ride in the works with Fernandez yeah. going up, so that's going to be coveted. That maybe will. But I, I've literally, year. I've not heard any or links Sasaki. whatsoever. Mm. Well, Sasaki, I said we said Sasaki on the podcast last week, and then I heard something that it's definitely not going to be Sasaki in the IO squad. So, mm. but he's got I, a Red Bull sponsorship. Like it makes the most sense. Like I wouldn't put Messia on that bike. No, I wouldn't either. Hmm. Messia's good. That's the issue. He's just not good enough. There's a rumor of Sergio Garcia going to Leopard as well. Yeah, that's right. That and Onshu maybe on the tech, on, maybe Onshu to IO Moto3. That, that would be my trick, honestly. If I had to no, move a Moto3 no. rider up, it'd be Onshu. So, that's nope. it. So I said Sasaki a minute ago. It wasn't Sasaki that's been turned down by IO. Dennis Onshu mm. has a five-year deal with KTM to be a Moto3. He's in like his second year of it. KTM, he kind of wants to move up Onshu because he's a bit big now. Yeah, he has said KTM have told him you could get out of the contract at the end of this year Scott free you have to pay a penny for us and you can race in Moto2 next year if you want but it won't be with the IO team so why? Onshu could move I don't know it doesn't because KTM sense. don't want to put him up why are KTM yeah. like this honestly why are you the way that you <laughs> why are, are you, are you like, like this, this? Yeah. <laughs> it literally um, is it though isn't it yeah you know, two Jack. years ago we were talking about KTM as the perfect man management squad that was just gone completely tits up. Absolutely yeah. terrible. There was, oh, there was something was, I heard. Was he not rumoured that speed up on Chu? Because replacing Furmin, who would go to Mastercamp on a Yamaha contract. Yeah, that's the rumour of Furmin going to Mastercamp on a Calix. And then. Again, these, I just want to reiterate these are all rumours. Nothing of this is concrete. These are all just what's been going on and. and yeah. In talks, I don't want anyone to go. Oh yeah, this is definitely happening because don't see like that. These are rumors. Everything we said after Fodger is a rumor. Fodger is the, the last confirmed. Um, Artigas is probably going to leave CF Moto, of course. Um, but okay. I think uh, he might be replacing Marrera at MSI. I wouldn't want him. I want him back on a Honda. He I, did the Honda well. He, he did, yeah. Um, Fallon at CIP is the biggest. Thing that's probably going to happen. Ricardo Rossi is also rumored at Leopard. That's a strange one, but it makes sense with the Italian connection. Yeah, because the Sitch Fifty Eight squad are rumored to be leaving, oh, along with they? the Vintia team. Oh, gee, okay. But then they've got links of signing Chev riders. Yeah, because Harrison Vaught is rumored to be going up. Yeah, which is obviously why he made his wildcard debut. Yeah. The, we, we get the scoop over here. Oh, those uh, bloody dogs, I swear to God, man. They were out, sorry. literally, they were out just before we started this podcast. You don't need to pee twice in an hour. Go away. Honestly, though, the last time we did the podcast, you were telling me lane about the dogs and it didn't come up on the audio, so... I can see I'll my audio my hopping. Best. I'll do my best to get rid of them again. Yeah. All right, then. But, but I can see my audio hopping, just so... Fair enough. Okay. Um, in the Moto2 standing, so in Moto2, I'm just thinking contract... Abelino is rumoured to be leaving the... Um, just mute your mic, Jacob, if you haven't already. Um, Abelino is rumoured to be... Um, obviously, not your Discord mic, just your podcast mic. Um, <laughs> Abelino is rumoured to be leaving VDS, potentially. Um, okay. I don't know if that's a good move or not. To yeah. be honest. He seems to be well, doing the th- bits. The thing there is he's formed up the team, hasn't he? Oh, is he? Yeah, he's still fifth in the championship, though. But he <laughs> hasn't had the podium since Kota. Well, he won, mm. didn't he? Yeah. yeah. Bad. What do you do yeah. from here? 
I don't know, baby. Yeah, I want a Squeak to step up. Alex a Squeak, maybe Senna Aegis as well. Skinner. Maybe, yeah, maybe. Yeah. SDK's in trouble. Yeah, unfortunately. Sadly, yeah, he needs another year, and I hope he gets it. Mm. A SDK lot of those riders need another year. Like I think, like Grassini are probably like the ones who are of that bat markers who both need to go to a different squad. Yeah, well, it's like you go back to your point, Cameron, earlier of you know rookies need two years. Rookies should be automatically given two years. Doesn't matter if they change teams in that time, but they need two years in that championship. In the minimum. championship, yeah. I think because so. you've got riders like Simone Corsi who every year can bang out a contract even though he's 36 and has done nothing. He's zero points this year. Yeah, for 300 and, grand. Yep. Yeah. And it's like, why are you getting a seat and riders who deserve a seat like Alonso Lopez aren't getting seats? Mm-hmm. There it is. Because this he is brings consistency example. but he's consistently 21st. So what's the fuck? He brings point? consistency aka money to pay for the forward racing's new yacht. So hey. Yeah. Mr. Kazari going, nice new car, Kazakasi. Yeah. Because um, right, that's the going... thing, McPhee will bring 300 grand to that squad. He'll bring money. Joshy Watley obviously brought a lot of money to the Vision Track squad, mm. unfortunately. Um, right. Vision so track. we'll go into, we'll do the Meta 3 predictions and then we'll actually talk about the Meta 3 race. Cool. So I haven't recorded a thing. That's yet. right. Just uh, do it. Just do it. Just tell us, tell us what's happening. So, <laughs> if you don't listen to this podcast, we do predictions every week. Wee. And we re- we basically will score, take a tally, predict the podium, and you get points for where riders finish. So, yeah, point for any place on the podium. So if you correctly predict a rider to be on the podium, you get, and they are on the podium, you get a point. Whoa. If position is like invalid kind of thing. What are you fucking laughing about? You've done this so many times, much better than this. Yes, I'm tired. It's nearly 10 o'clock at night, okay? So you get a point if you get pole position. You get five points if you correctly predict the position of the rider on the podium. So if you predict right on shoe to be third and he finishes third, you get five points. If he finishes, if you predict him to be third and he finishes second, you get one point. If you correctly predict the winner, you get 10 points. If you correctly predict all three riders on the podium but they're in the wrong positions you get 15 points if you correctly predict all three riders on the podium but they're incorrect but you get pole you get 20 points mm-hmm. if you correctly predict the riders on the podium in their correct positions 25 points if you do the same again but get pole as well you get 30 points and if you can correctly pick every rider from every class in the correct positions and pole position, so all all nine podium positions and then the three pole positions, you get a hundred points. Never. That has never happened and never will happen. But anyway, no, I don't. I genuinely right. I don't think. Like, how many people listen to this pod? We're in the thousands, yeah. Nah, six yeah. maybe six or seven yeah, people. Yeah, like yeah. we're in the thousands. You know, that's a thousand chances plus to get it right. The, the odds on getting no, yeah, every single one. I guarantee nobody's position. done it. Yeah, no, no, no. Well, the odds <laughs> will be in the millions. Well, like, yeah, they'll like, be in the so. millions. Like, well, Steve Day had a bet on today for just the winner of the Moto 3, Moto 2, and Moto uh, GP race. And the odds were like 130 to 1. Yes. Yeah, for so. Bastianini, Lopez, and uh, Vodja. And it was 130 to 1. Yeah, so, so imagine is, getting yeah. all three podium positions and pole. 
Yeah. Not not sure anything. Anything. There's, there's, there's anyway. like thousands of chances and nobody's ever got it yet. Nah. Like, I'd it's say never no, gonna, if nah, anyone no writes in and says that they got that, they are straight up lying. So well, like you go out to Mugello and I correctly predicted the podium in the right position for the premier class. That won't happen again for a very long yeah, time. Yeah, I did it in Moto 2 last year, didn't I? Once. Yeah, and yeah, <laughs> I go, did it for Sashimming last year. On average, like, maybe one a season then. One podium yeah, it's a like season. One, like. two a season. It's crazy. Like yeah, If I, someone I, messages and says, I did this with all three and I got the polls, grow up. No chance. No, you didn't. No chance. I no. got to say, though, today I nearly had the Moto GP podium and I nearly had the Moto 3, but... Nearly. Nearly ain't it to No. So, anyway, on to this... Um, Meta 3 with the predictions going into the Mizano round I'm leading the championship with 214 points Cameron has 157 in second Ryan in third with 141 and Jacob in fourth with 128 with a special wild card of Lauren from last time who predicted some points she won't be continuing the tally after this weekend but thought we'd add her in for this one hmm. so she got zero points um, so pole position Went to Dennis Onshu. Yes. Cameron was correct. Well done. <laughs> I went for Guevara, Jacob Sasaki, Ryan and Lauren Foggia. So well done, Cameron. Thank you Sasaki for my point. Sasaki was absolute dog water. Yeah, 17th he qualified. Yeah, that was a shame. Something must have gone wrong. It must have. Well, the conditions, wasn't it? The conditions, yeah, were, the conditions were so But strange. Sasaki is normally quite good in mix. Something went fits up. It's such a luck thing qualifying in in Moto three mm. anyway. Let alone when the conditions yeah. are yeah. dodgy. Like, mm. yeah. yeah. Um, so third place went to Isan Guevara. I picked Guevara third as the Cameron. We get five points each. Delicious. Jacob went on shoot. Ryan went Foggia. Lauren went Saki. Second place was Jamie Messia. None of us picked Messia on the podium. Full stop. Uh, I went Foggia second. Jacob went Saki. Cameron went Sasaki, Ryan went Sasaki, and Lauren went Garcia for second. <laughs> and for the win, I went, so I get a point there. No, I don't. I'll explain why I get a point in a minute. Um, <laughs> I went for Onchu to win. Jacob went Minyo, Cameron Onchu, Ryan went Guevara, and so did Lauren. And it was Fodger who won. I picked Fodger for second, and Ryan picked Fodger for third. So we get a point each. Yeah. Guevara was also third. And Ryan and Lauren picked him for the win, so they get a point each. My patented outside prediction didn't work. Yeah, it really no. didn't. No, yeah. neither, none of yours did, to be honest. Um, yeah, like the, the Mino was probably the most likely outside prediction, and I think he was—he would have had a shot, he you know, and he stayed on. He was, but he crashed. Yeah, he was quickest he'd been for months. Because we, like, I yeah. was—I was looking back the other day, and I was thinking, "Fuck me, Andrea oh. Mino won Qatar." Yeah, what Mad, the hell has happened in that time? <laughs> Mad. Um, mm-hmm. So me and Cameron called six points. Ryan two, Lauren one, Jacob zero. Yeah. So the standings it. are now me with two hundred twenty, Cameron with one hundred sixty-three, Ryan one hundred forty-three, Jacob one hundred twenty-eight, and Lauren with one. I'm not last. Get in. <laughs> yeah, but you will be next week again. So we're in the motor free race. Annoyingly, though, so my I predicted Onchi to win, Fodger second, Guevara third. Onchi was fourth, so I could have had all three on the podium, but one's about that pesky Messiah. Uh, but, and um, Onchi not having a gammy shoulder. Yes. Mm. Onchi, yeah, he did really well because he didn't He's injured. my rider of the day. Like, the, the, the pain well, barrier he had to go. Like, you could see, like, you know, Turkish warrior school taught not to feel pain, but 
Jesus Christ, you can see him when he was off well. that bike. They showed him in the in the garage after. In the garage, yeah, he was and winning, he? my God, he like I feel his pain through the screen, man. Yeah, I can't argue with that. Him being your rider of the day for Moto Three. Gotta say that Hogado did a really good job. Mm. He is on for that. That was his best result in Moto Three yet. Fifth yeah. place. Ah, true. Yep. He's coming. He, he's always been mm. a bit of a slow burner, hasn't he? Hmm. Slow burner in the chair, did all right, and then when he won the championship, he was on it. Yeah. Bam. Result. And that's what's mm. going to happen. He's going to win one. He's going to do a pego. He's going to win one, and then keep keep on winning. It's that simple. Yeah. He's too good to not. Like, I think ex- this was a race where I think experience was actually needed because all the rookies faded, apart from Joel Kelso. <laughs> Kelso did all right, but it was definitely helped by all the millions of crashes in Met 3. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, like, there's something about starting 30th for him, isn't there? He, oh, yeah. He, he started 30th so well. last year and won in the chair. Yeah. <laughs> started 30th today and uh, came 14th. Point. Mm-hmm. Did well. Just shows the level, though, between the World Championship and this championship. Mm. But, um, the big point, one of the big points, is that Sasaki didn't finish the first lap. He was looking, he was coming in back into that championship fight, and I, I, said, no. I think it's done now. Taken out again. Yeah. Three horse race. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a shame. Sergio Garcia needs grabbing and slapping. I was yeah, much so like Albert Arenas did. I I so, like had to Aspar go to the door should, or something, yeah. and then Aspar should have grabbed him and said, "Look, stop." That <laughs> simple. Like they should have with Arenas in twenty twenty. Why, why was he getting involved in fights that weren't his? No, it's just, so what happened? Desperate. What happened? So Tell, he was last, not like, yielding to blue flags. Right, so okay. he was right in the middle of the battle for 8th to 12th with uh, Otola, Otola and Nepa, all, all those. Right. And he was overtaking them. Even though he was like a lap. Yeah, he was getting blue flags, was not adhering to the blue flags, and quite yeah. rightly got black flagged. Black flagged. Idiot. Yeah. He... Um, because he got pushed wide thanks to Adrian Fernandez in the first corner. Yeah. Um, and he, from then, he realized, you know, his race was gone. So he was pushing His bulb went. He was like pushing really, he was having an issue every corner and he was like out of the saddle every corner. It was, it was a crash waiting to happen. And eventually he did crash. Yeah. I think um, Fernandez hit his brake lever, which I think was a contributing factor because that's why he pulled in. I, th- I yeah. think, because Fernandez, well, no, if you actually see in, the images, crashed. yeah, but like, I think that's the contributing factor of the crash. I think Fernandez hit his brake lever and moved it. Not on purpose. No, not on purpose. Um, no, of course not. Like he'd lost it. His leg came off, and unfortunately, Garcia was behind him. Yeah, but that that has meant now that Garcia has lost the title lead and it's Ethan Guevara lead, and then given Garcia's terrible form recently. Yeah, Guevara um, looked good today as well. So I'd say that's he, he mm. has been. He has to, he needs to go and Sergio Garcia needs to go and buy Jaime Messier and Dennis Fodger a beer because Fodger he saved now. a nine championship point. It was it's gone from a twenty point lead to an eleven point lead thanks to those who overtaken him. Fodger is Deficit, now yeah. just over a race away, thirty three points. He, Bodger has done it again, hasn't he? He's yeah. been from like miles behind. <laughs> he's just every race is back up. He's that layup by today was somewhat else. He was pulling on those. How straights. in the hell? Seriously, I know it's legal. Don't come at me. But how in the hell are they doing that? Whatever That's their secret air. is, genuinely, whatever their secret is, right? If they could sell that to Honda, they could make literally hundreds yeah, but of. Why millions. would they do that? 
then you've got Josh Watley overtaking him in Lampard this thing. You don't want that. <laughs> yeah, literally. Like, what I don't know how they do it, what they do with it, and probably never will. But my God. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it was an all right moment. So we raised David Munoz. Um, David, oh, yeah, it wasn't Adrian Fernandez's fault. It was bloody Munoz who pushed them all off track. What a surprise. Who'd have thought? Should specify in fairness to Munoz here. Munoz didn't push them off. He was on his line. Yeah, but he 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 had no he did, yeah. of them going off track. But he didn't need to move. <laughs> yeah, but he went no because he overtook somebody and pushed mm. everyone wide. But that's it. He didn't need to move. He was perfectly on his line, entitled to go for the space, and that's the thing. It's this mm. Moto three turn one shenanigans, isn't it? Yeah, I'm not like uh, launching a bloody tirade against, and I'm just saying yeah. that it's a bit funny that it's yeah, it's always Munoz, it's isn't it? <laughs> kick started by Bloody Munoz. Yeah, but um, Munoz yeah, bad rider. It's been a. It was a good race though. Masia was putting in some bloody incredible moves to try and get past Guevara and Foggia, but then he'd lose it every time onto the, when they were went into the yeah. second last lap, and the last lap especially the moves Masia put on Guevara. That was a sit down, mate. This is my podium. Just a shame he's not consistent because if he's more consistent, he'd be a title fighter completely. But mm. yeah, but like, what is he fifth? Uh, yeah, he's four years, yeah. Yeah, you know, he's, but he's, he's miles 57 off. back. 57 best best back. of the rest. Pretty much, yeah. Mm. Yeah, you got your top three, and then. Well, yeah. I don't know. I, yeah. And was very, it's between very good the top today. three. When, where did he qualify, Masia? I feel like he came back from. Was he, he from not like. Back, didn't he? 14th, 15th, now. I want to say. He, he, <clears> he wasn't, again, he was another victim of those dodgy conditions in Collie. Right. Uh, Which yeah, just makes it more impressive, to be honest. Yeah, he wasn't up there. Hmm. Are you finding Masia that? qualified yeah. in... 11. Uh, yeah, 11. Well, yeah. Okay. And one rider I did want to shout out was Stefano Nepa again. Another solid top 10. Yeah, but uh, no, I, I think he should be doing better than that, to be honest. I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. Because... He's, yeah, but he's, look he's at last year in Catalonia when he was like second. Yeah, but he's improved every single year that he's been there. I think he's one of those really slow burners. He's never gone backwards. And I think if, if he can find that extra 1%, he'll be up there like consistently. Yeah, he's a solid, he's a solid rider. He'll get you solid top 10s, but he's not going to compete for the title. But I think he's worth shouting out because not everybody can do that. Yeah, yeah, it's a bad point. Yeah. Like, look at it. Look at Ortola. He's in and out of the points like a yo-yo. You know, never <laughs> consistently there. I did expect more from um, Tatsuki Suzuki today, though, given that his teammate won and Suzuki's a previous winner. Yeah. He only managed to stick. Yeah, well, well, near enough six are, seconds <laughs> off. They had to choose who they give the hack back to, didn't they? And they give it to Fodge at the day. Conspiracy. Wait, before we move to Moto2, the Moto3 Championship Standings currently lead at Guevara in first, 204 points. Garcia second, 11 points back. Bodger third, 35 points back from Guevara. Then Masia, Onchu, Sasaki still in sixth. Suzuki, Mino, Tatai, and Holgado in tenth. As Who the hell is Mino eighth? That's no idea. I mean, he's eighth, but like with 84 points when. Guevara is up there with 204. So yeah, but you can look at it in other way. There's discrepancies. Yeah. 
He's eighth with 84 points. How? Exactly. I know. Well, that, that's that birth. But he's he found those 84 points. Like, well, it's just it's the same like, a handful of guys, you know, between Guevara, Garcia, Foggia, Messia, Onchu, Suzaki, and Suzuki are like, they're constantly getting the big points, really. And yeah. then it's kind of everybody else. So everyone's just scrambling just, for the rest. Honestly, yeah. I can't think of the last time Mino finished a race. Um, it was Silverstone, wasn't it? We finished ninth. A long time. Yeah. So, right, in Moto2, in the um, prediction side of things, starting with pole position, Vietti got pole and Lauren got pole. Well done, Wait. Lauren. She picked Vietti. Um, me and Cameron went for Gora. Jacob went Abellino for some reason and Ryan went with Fernandez. Abellino did well. Wasn't, wasn't a dumb uh, did all right. So... Actually, I'll go via the entire podiums and how many points. You just want to, you just want to brag, though, don't you? Nope. So, uh, Moto Two race winner was Alonso Lopez. Yes. Really, uh, yeah. so freaking happy for him. Amazing. Canet second, and Fernandez third. Lauren went for Gura, Dixon, and Costa. Yeah, she scored zero points. Um, <laughs> Ryan went with Gura, Vietti, and Lopez. So Ryan gets a point for Lopez in the box. Well done. Well done. Cameron went for Vietti, Fernandez second, and Gura third. So Cameron gets a point for Fernandez. Yeah. Jacob went Dixon, who didn't survive a lap. Aranas, <laughs> who nearly got his first podium in Agura. And uh, <laughs> I went for Alonso Lopez to win. Oh, yeah. I got it. I got it. I predicted that shit. Hell so yeah. So 10 points. I get 10 points. Then Vietti second, and Augusto Fernandez third. So I get 15 points. Honestly, sit there and eat your Haribo and just get smug. God. First and foremost, Alonso Lopez, what a beast! Yeah, fucking legend. Was... Hey, hold on, let me let me fucking talk the scores first before you get onto that. <sighs> we know, we so, get it. Like <laughs> for this round, I scored fifteen points, and then Cameron, Ryan, and Lauren scored one, and Jacob zero. So tally now stands at me leading with two hundred thirty-five. Declan leading. Cameron second with 164, <laughs> Ryan 20 back with 144, Jacob in fourth with 128, and Lauren has two. Still not last. Hell yeah, she will be next time. But yeah, on to Lorenzo Lopez. What a beast. What a freaking ride. What a ride. He led every lap. Monster. Yeah. He'd been threatening it, hadn't he? Yeah, yeah. to be fair. Should have picked He's up. led well, the last four races in a row. That's, you've got to remember that. He's a freaking rookie. On a Bosco. Yeah, he's a, He's a rookie on a Bosco Scuro and he's won his, the his seventh Bosco race Oscuro of this year. The first win since Catalonia 2018 in the hands of Fabio Quattararo. Fabio Quattararo, yeah. Five riders his... have won on a Bosco. Name him. That's, that's his 11th, hold on, that's his 11th Moto2 race, I believe, mm. on my head. That's so, quite good. That's good, it's all right. Bosco mm. winners, Iannone, Sam Lowe's, Alonso Lopez, Fabio Quattararo, and... Ah, this is oh. what I did with Trippio. Assen. Not Corsi. Oh, it's, is it Anthony West? And West. Yeah. And West. And that's it. And that's yeah. it. It's in, in 10, 12 years. That's it. <laughs> Lonzo Lopez, the king. The thing is, though, Lopez is doing it. He's not just like the odd track that he's good at. He's good at every yeah, track. he's consistently very good. So. That, that, that Bosco just works for him, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not working for Furman. He's kind of fallen off a cliff. I know, that's a real shame, actually. And Furman's quick on it, but he can't make it stick. Yeah. I, 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 he's I in a bit of pressure. 
Yeah, well, that's it. Wanna... It's kind of in his head a little bit that Lopez, his teammate, is up there. Especially as he smashed Lopez last year. He spanked yeah. Lopez last year. Like, that is no other way to put it. Cool machinery. absolutely wrecked him last year. That's got to and really then, mess with your head, for sure. So, yeah, because he should be like, oh, I should be absolutely spanking you this year. And he's... Mm-hmm. With more races. Yeah, like, it's, it's, it's how the turntables. Mm-hmm. But one thing I do want to say is I thought, oh... Let's pick Jake Dixon. Let's see what happens. You said, oh, he's finally got it. Three podiums in a yeah. row. He's finally... Yeah. How wrong was I? Thing is, right, his race was screwed from the get-go because of that crash and qualifying. They put that him self-inflicted on the qualifying, grid. yeah. Yeah, he but, crashed. Uh, I think he hit some grass or something like that. Classic Dixon. Right? It's mm. that simple. And, yeah, he crashed at the race on the uh, second corner. And um, Did anybody yeah, else high side? Did any other Moto Two racer high side? There's a lot of crashes. It was it was a yeah. race of attrition for sure. It was right. But it was all front end, wasn't it? Dixon Agius Agius hit Salach off, sent him to the moon. We had 14 DNFs to Moto Two. Yeah, yeah Zonda went off like I haven't seen most of the crashes, so I don't know. Vietti was a low slide. Pasini low slide. Yep, same corner. Zon didn't Zonta? I think Zonta. I think Zonta just ran off. Oh, okay. And then I didn't he see rejoined. Berman, didn't see Della Porta. Berman was just a low side through the first corner after he'd been given a long lap penalty for a shortcut on the same corner. Oh yeah, they didn't. They didn't show the VR forty six Master Camps crashes. Uh, well, Gonzalez and Kubo didn't yeah. see them. And Antonelli, I assume, was the same. Nice front end. Yeah, bit of a weird one. Yeah, honestly, yeah. it was a race. to a race of attrition. Like, at yeah, one point, it, it was one point. It was looking like if you finished, you would get points. I SDK mean, cool. yeah. crashed through the penalty lane. Didn't he? Yeah, he crashed through the long lap. Oh my god! Sure, what the hell are you doing? You could see, like, literally, you could see his tire marks bouncing through the long lap. How did like, you know, that? Managed, hell, well, that's what I was thinking. Like, I think he must that's have gone impressive. off, gone through the long lap, and like the bike must have cornered round with it. Right. It, it was. It was mental because it's when um, it was Vietti was still on at that point, I believe, and it was when Vietti was really pushing. Mm. Right. But yeah, um Arenas did well, didn't he? Front row start, finished fourth. I'll stand by my 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 thing of Aspara keeping the wrong guy. Mm. <laughs> the thing is, and bloody BT Sport got it wrong saying this is his third year in Moto Two. It's his second year in Moto Two. Well anything to make is Dixon's it? Was, rival look bad. Come on. Thing now. is right. Dick <sighs> You know, we go about a ride having a second year in Moto Two, and it's a good thing. Arenas has proven that. Yeah, oh, that's why you need a second year. He's and this is first year on a Kalex. Yeah, he was on a Busk Oscar last year. Well, and he's been with Aspar for so doing long. The same thing. He's been in Aspar for so long. I'm like, why the hell are you getting rid of him? Money, money, money. Mm-hmm. He'll he'll go ponds and he'll spank him next year. Yeah, um, yeah, not he will. He, ne- this point now, he's primed to take a win. I, I think it might even come next weekend. He's gonna look. He's Ooh. looking really, really. He's good. He's looking every inch the world champion he is. It's that simple. Yeah, he, people forget he's a world champ. Mm. Like yep. they he, um, they kept the wrong dude, man. He's done really well. Um, but a lot of riders have done well. It was nice to see Aaron Cannon back on the podium after a little, yeah, a few that. rounds off. His last podium was Catalonia. Catalonia, yeah, really. Jeez, oh, that yeah. car crash didn't help him. Mm. No. Literally. Um, still hasn't had that bloody win though, has he? 
No. He's not going to either, the way he's going. It's always something, isn't it? It's always Him somebody, and Zarko, something special. Always the bridesmaid. Yeah. Him and Zarko, them two are great. Like, you if, know, if, if you had said... If you were, if you're a girl, right, you'd want to date him and Zarko because, you know, they always uh, stop it. Bad Moto GP <laughs> memes. I saw that. Uh, yeah, Look, the, the thing for me is, like, if you had said, no, right, you're going into Qatar, right, and you say, by Mizano, Alonso Lopez will be beating Aaron Canet. And 11th in the championship. And you're thinking, well, hang on, Lopez ain't even in the championship. What the hell is going on here? Yeah. <laughs> and then mm-hmm. he's beating Aaron Canet to a race win. You'd think someone was Mendel. And Agura and, you know, Augusto Fernandez. Albalino's oh, one before, can it? Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's just... Nah, Another man. solid ride from Acosta as well. Sixth. Mm. Like, getting, getting the job yeah. done. Definitely. Oh, by the way, I've just seen SDK's post. He had a mechanical issue in the race, caused him to go off track and crash into the wall at T10. Oh dear! He's got a broken foot as well. Just from around. That's probably the. That must be why I saw the tire marks. Then must have locked up or something. Well, no, maybe yeah, but yeah, I guess. And he hit a fucking wall. But um, he's just getting no luck, is he? Bloody hell, man! No, but back to Costa, he's done really well. Yeah, it wasn't nothing special, but that's what he needs right now, coming back from injury. You got to, yeah, but he's a freaking rookie. You got to remember. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. (laughs) It's not a criticism. He's a rookie like, who just broke his leg. Yeah, he's a rookie a who's just broken his femur. What he needs oh, is precisely what he's done, a solid result. Yeah. Oh, it's nothing special. He's only sick after breaking his femur as a rookie. Yeah, but it's, it's not a standard. He's only it? 18 years old. He's oh, going to win it special. next year. He's got <laughs> yeah, he's, a title yeah. next year. This, that's exactly what he needed to do rather than throw it down the road or you yeah. know get affected. But that was... Very good ride for him. Yeah, he, he has solid, solid round. And Jeremy Cobra again, another top 10. Again, a really, really good rookie. Uh, he's been overlooked. Everyone's overlooking mm. Alcoba. He it's is doing he's so well. And then tacked on Shout and Scream. Well, yeah, you, you never see him on the screen ever. Yeah. Um, he's doing like Alcoba. I'm so impressed by Alcoba. Like, unbelievably impressed. Like, yeah, he's 16th in the championship, but he's consistently scoring points. Like, mm. he has, he's, a, he's had four races where he hasn't scored points. As a rookie, that is really impressive. Yeah. It's just intact and not the flashy team, are they? They fly under the radar there. And I think that's why we overlook him. Yeah, and you got to mm-hmm. remember, Alcoba's the guy who knocked everybody off and developed a rep. He's finished every race this year. Has he? Mm, yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. As, yeah. yeah, considering where he was in Moto3. And he was causing oh, other people. Another like, Moto2 thing as races. well. Obviously, Gabri Rodrigo. Oh yeah, he's been sacked. Not surprised. Mutual but... decision. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's Bull. probably some money maybe. Oh, honky. <laughs> but yeah, he wasn't going to finish the season anyway. And, uh, yeah, but he had a two-year deal, that, didn't he? He was meant to do the season next year and obviously he's not. So. Yep, SAG. Hmm. Oh, jeez. I don't know who's going to ride there. Probably, but... well, he'll be Tiger Hard, I don't know. Or, I hope not. Or he's terrible. Oh, I hope neither of them get it. Neither of them are fast enough. Because people are like, oh, Remy Gardner will go back there. Why the f- Remy Gardner go back to SAG? Remy will go to the top team. Remy will yeah. probably... Yeah. He won't go not to SAG. IO before anybody... Before anyone says he's not going back to IO. No. <laughs> no. VDS. No Maybe VDS. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, he's not going to a C team. He's just not. No. Take Arbolino's yeah. seat or Lowe's seat. I guess they're both probably... Lowe's is riding there next year. Lowe's is staying, yeah. Oh, is he? He's getting this yeah. seat. <laughs> Good Lord. 
well, that's what you said on the I stage think, at I think that's anyway, the only, I think that's the least justified seat, even more than Antonelli. It's been 13 races and he's not started a lot of them and he's only finished four of them, four yeah. of the entire season. Yeah, like if, the, if, if anybody doesn't deserve a seat next year, it's Lowe's, but... He's had podiums though. I would yeah, say that's the podiums thing is, he deserves a seat, so... It's, it's, it's just, he's such an anomaly, isn't he? You don't know what to do with him. i keep him, i keep Lowe's. Genuinely, if I was a team manager, aside from the crashes, Lowe's is always going to get you a few podiums. Well, if you it, want a few it? podiums in the year, Sam Lowe's is your man. But that's not what VDS's MO is, is it? No, but they're due a title soon. So it's the mm. next year, Sam Lowe's. Remy will go back there and just smash a lot of them. Thank so, him. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and also, you've got to remember uh, if Fermin Aldegar leaves speed up. I just don't know. on chew in it. What are you going to? All right. Okay. Yeah, on shoe, maybe. Yeah, I guess. That's a, I don't know. I don't know. I'm I wouldn't want to go to yeah, I'm getting I, Honestly, I wouldn't want to go to Bosco. Oh my God, we've been podcasting for an hour and a half. Um, <laughs> right, we'll whiz through this a bit more. So, Moto 2 standings before we move to Moto GP are Furman, no, Augusto Fernandez retaking the title lead after the Furman took trade. the title lead. Damn, that was a hell of a sure. race. Augusto Fernandez is leading the championship after being in a deficit coming into the thing. With Iagura in second. <laughs> There's four points separating them. Uh, Jacob put me off put me off then. Then Canet Canet third, 41 points back. Vietti fourth now. Um Arbolino fifth. Robert sixth. Dixon seventh. Trotter eighth. Chantra ninth. And Pedro Acosta in tenth place with Alonso Lopez in eleventh place after missing the first eight rounds. Wow. Wow. Yep. Wow. He's out. He's out. He's ahead of Navarro, Ben Schneider, Arena, Lowe's. Lowe's. I was expecting so name. much better in Navarro this season. I thought, oh, hopping off the bus, go onto a pond, Kalex. Yeah, he'll do better. He won't light the world on fire, but he'll be consistently top eight. Yeah, all right, mate. Mm. Mm. Is right. what it is. On to the last positions. Okay. So. Opposition, none of us got it. Who is Paul again? Miller. Ah. Miller. So, mm. me, Cameron, and Ryan went for Bagnaya. Jacob went with Marini and Lauren Sarko. Interesting choice, Jacob. And the, Very the, weird. The, the one Ducati we didn't pick. <laughs> Basically. Marini, so, I thought, was a fair shout, but he, he actually disappointed me a bit in qualifying. I, I was expecting him to be at least front row. Mm. Yeah. And um, me and Jacob last podcast had a bit of an argument because oh, I, missed I said it. I said Bagnaia would win. Mm. Jacob said Bastianini was a dead certain winner. Definitely going to happen. And so, myself, I predicted Bagnaia to win, Bastianini second. Jacob went the other way, Bastianini second, first, sorry, and Bagnaia first. Bastianini first and Bagnaia <laughs> second. Yeah, yeah we got it. Yeah, Good Lord. It's late. And um what a good podcast host. And uh Bagnaya won. So uh yeah, I take the dub there, ten points. Thank you very much. With Rastini second. I predicted Marini third and he finished fourth. So very close. Mm-hmm. I'll take the fifteen points there. Jacob obviously went Bastini first, Bagnaya second, Bez third, crashed out in the opening lap. So Jacob takes two points. Off. Cameron went Bastianini. Gutted. 
Cameron went Bagnaia first, Bacchini second, and Cotteraro third. So Cameron also takes the 15 points. Woo! Ryan went Bagnaia first, Cotteraro second, and Rins third, for whatever reason. Interesting. 10 points. And Lauren went Aspargo, Cotteraro, and Marini. Zero points. So, I and Cameron took 15 points. Ryan, 10. Jacob, 2. Lauren, 0. Leaving Mazzardo, Vitali is myself on 250 points exactly. <gasps> Ryan in third. Haha. <laughs> Cam- <laughs> Cameron second with 179. Jacob third with 130. And Lauren, who will not have her points carried over in last. Where was- One question. What was Ryan? Sorry. Uh, 154. Mm. How many people actually message about their scores? Oh, loads, None mate. Loads. Not asked. Uh, like yeah. getting through all the fan mail. No, like, then, like genuinely, know, the, yeah. does anyone actually message you say, oh, I got this. The, I predicted this for the thing. Probably not, but it's fine. Um, so yeah, I... But why do we do it? Because it's fun. Who gives a shit about anybody else taking part? <laughs> um, it's fun to do on the podcast. But yeah, my... Um, Leeds, it's a bit, bit massive now, so yeah, I'll take the dub. I actually think, I was going to say, I think I could probably win the ch- win this championship a few rounds early, but someone could bang out 100, 100 points, so... Yeah, you can until do it I've got a, Until I've got a 100-point lead over Cameron, mm, but even it. so, I can, have a, I can have 100 points and then not score any of them for the next few rounds, and he could get 100 for three rounds in a row, so... Well, that's it. There's still Ooh, technically um, 600 points left on the table. Yeah. So. Ooh, um, <laughs> who was your Moto2 rider today? Oh, wait, hold on. We hadn't done oh. a three ride of a day. I didn't do oh, a three ride of a day. Yeah, you're cool. Yeah, we'll do it at the end anyway. We always do it at oh, the yeah. end. So, in MotoGP, Bagnaia and Bastianini were split by 0.034 seconds. That was yeah. Bastianini nearly stole it on the line. In, in real terms, that's bugger all. <laughs> Oh, yeah. like it, no shit. It's absolutely incredible that after so many laps of that track, after 42 minutes nearly. Yeah, <laughs> they are split by uh, literally... Three hundredths of a second. Yeah, it, it's just incredible. Do you think that run to the line was the difference between the GP22 and 21? Monocas and they caught him. <laughs> yeah, well, and they tried. I think if... He couldn't get it over. And they had a better run out. If and they had cocked up on, T4. If, well, if I, but then... You know, you you got the rest of the lap then, but I think the Enea yeah. got a better run out of the last turn, and I think Inea, if he'd had Inea the GP22, nearly went for a go. Yeah, like yeah. I, I think if he did the GP22, he might have just had that extra, extra little like bit, inch. literally yeah. an inch. Yeah. To, yeah. How least, good was his save yeah. though? To not smash into the oh, back I of Pecco. I might. Oh, yeah. I, I <laughs> literally I saw it and I squeaked. Yeah. yeah. You two talked at the same time. I didn't hear it. Where Sorry, Jacob, you go. And I just literally, like, I squeaked. I was like, oh, because I, I thought, oh, Don signed the contract and then take him out, please. That was close. I was that waiting was for it. I was waiting for him to knock no, him off. Literally, the wiggle is bike got on. Oof. Oh. Yeah, well, then there was My bike Bast- don't wiggle, wiggle. It folds. <laughs> Bastianini's fold save earlier as well. His save yeah, earlier in the race, really Marquez that's, style. That is what cost Oof. him the win because it spooked him. Without that, mm. I guarantee he wouldn't have lost the lead and boom, he would have gone on and just Well, I don't off. know, because he was he was breaking lap records even late into the race. So. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. If he hadn't had that lull of three or four laps where he got spooked, that would have been yeah. the difference, I feel. Nah. 
Yeah. But and again, if Granny had plums, she'd be grandpa, wouldn't she? Well, so. that's exactly it. Who knows that? And wheels should be a bike, all that stuff. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. Mm. But um, we do get a lot of fan engagement. Just to add into that, randomly, completely random and unrelated to our previous conversation, <laughs> we do get a lot of messages, by the way, for the podcast. So thanks to everybody who does messaging. Um. But yeah, Vinales, third podium of the year on his um Aprilia. It's really good. Solid. I, I, yeah. He was pushing Peckle in the earlier stages of the race. He really was. He was. He had yeah, points I, where I he could have had him. He had it in him. He had it in him to win, but I think he burned out his front tire mm. following Peko. Oh, yeah. Did you see Fodger as well in the? How the fuck is Fodger related What's to him? Did you what? Did you see him in Park Fermi after? No. No. <laughs> he was talking to Simon Crawford. And he went, "Yeah, my front tire. It was fucked." And I was thinking, "Oh yeah. Oh my god." Yeah, no. he did. That was quite funny. <laughs> you know, don't do it. Don't do what? Yeah, anyway, back to uh, Vinales. Yeah, so Vinales is... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Vinales. Could have had it. Burned out Should have had it. Was really quick. Expected to be yeah. fast here, though. Is he uh, going to be Aprilia's number one rider he's, soon? He's, he already is a number one rider, mm-hmm. to be honest. Well, that, that Aprilia is going to perform at Aragon and... At least got a podium now, though, on a CRT. So. Yeah, that's it. This, uh, this is going to be a, a very... This is going to be the first race where I think both of the players have a genuine shot at the podium in together. Yeah. But mm. then you've got Pecco. But then you've got Pecco and Bastianini just yeah. being a little bit better than everybody else right now. Yeah. That's, I think it's going to be a battle for third. Mm. But the two of are going to be stuck together for that final podium. I think this is going to be the first one where we're going to see a gloves-off fight between the two Aprilias. Gloves-off. Yeah. Gloves-off. Um, yeah, and my boy Luca Marini, who he, he set his best ever MotoGP result a fourth last time out and backed it up again at Mizano. Normally, he qualifies well at Mizano and falls back down, but now... Yeah, last yeah. year he was on the front row, wasn't he? Yeah, he is. On the 19th. Luca Marini's there. there. He's, he's yeah. becoming like, the complete article, isn't he? Mm-hmm. He's becoming the guy we said he'd be because he's a slow burner. He's finished, still finished every freaking race he's ever done in MotoGP. And um, yeah. outstanding. Like, People write him like, off because of who he is. Same as Alex Marquez. Like, yeah, he has, done, he has finished every race in MotoGP, right? He could be finished 19th every time and be doing that. Now, he's pushing for fourth. Yeah, exactly. He's, he's on the cusp of podiums. He's riding at the... It was five seconds off the win today. He is riding incredibly fast. Yeah. And he's not making mistakes. He's not crashing. He's not... I can't remember the last time I saw him crash. And the, the thing worth pointing out as well is he's just matched his best ever result of Mizano. Not gotten his best ever result of Mizano. He's matched it at a circuit he knows really well. Mm-hmm. Yes. So this bodes well for the flyaway. Podiums are coming He's going to be oh, winning yeah. races next year. I reckon, I reckon, depending on what happens with Ducati in 2024, if Marini's still there and Marquez has gone, nah, I don't want to ride a Ducati, I reckon we could be seeing Marini making a push for that factory seat. The very least Primark. Yeah. Yeah, Zarco's seat or whatever. Yeah. How old Zarco? Yeah. Really. I like, love Zarco. Like yeah, I love him a lot. <laughs> Little babe. French babe. He is just old <laughs> half, and he? He's like French Jason Statham. 
Yeah, that's a, a sexy beard, man. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, and uh, Alex Rins was a bit of a quiet guy today. Seventh place. He, he was, was pushing, of... and then he was mm. he was there, and then all of a sudden he just done the timesheets. He made a huge mistake because he dispensed with Jorge Martin. Then next corner, bam, Martin is miles in front of him. He made a big mistake somewhere. Mm. I don't know what happened to Martin though, because he was up to sixth and seventh at one point, and then he finished ninth, five seconds behind. The KDM scored him. Apathy. Yeah, but then Oliveira was ninth at one point ahead of Binder, and then Oliveira finished eleventh. Oliveira got eight. a long lap though. That's why. Ah, Otherwise, okay. he would have been ahead of right. Martin as well. That makes sense. And Marquez in tenth. Yeah. Hey, welcome to top. Welcome to top ten, Alex Marquez. It's nice to see you. You've not been there for a while. Yeah. Mm. Oh, God, was his last ten? Uh, his last top ten was Catalonia, <laughs> and then before that was Circuit Americas. I think he finished sixth. So now he'll finish top ten in Valencia. Though. Yeah, maybe. And then he'll go on the Ducati and finish P one at Qatar. So it's fine. If yeah. I'm going to hold but you yeah, to that. In. Well, based on yeah. based on the, um, this season's tests. And then results, yeah. I'm, I'm sad to see Jack Miller crash out of P1, though. Like, mm. I reckon I in the open laps, I was like, he could bloody win it. Like, this would be Yeah, but that's amazing. what we always say about Jack Miller. He could win this. And he just doesn't put it together. Mm. It's a shame. I'm I'm excited to see him on the KTM, but I really hope they don't fuck him over after two years. He won't take it. He'll just fucking go, all right, I'm off. Whatever. Happy yours, like. Miller... Miller just came back to Australia and raised an A super. He didn't care. Yeah, he'll literally yeah. just throw. He'll throw the KDM off the, on the sea on Phillip Island, won't he? You know what I mean? He's he not. Ask, no shit. Miller does not care. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, but this is why that kind of performance is unfortunately why he's lost his factory ride. Yeah, when you've got Bastianini, Bastianini taking second place, and mm. and then you're, yeah, you, it, you, it makes you, you've done the odd bit in a way of putting it on pole. You've 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 set yourself for the race and then decking it first lap. Come on, man. Miller, the Miller's issue is that he crashes too much because he is so good in that team. He is a perfect number two for Bagnaia. He'll never be a number one in that team whilst Bagnaia's there. Yeah, he's he not is good. so good as a number two. You know, like when Bagnaia lost the championship last year and everybody's seen that iconic photo where Miller's hugging him, you know, and mm. Miller's so good at that and he keeps Bagnaia there. Whereas Bagnaia, like we said last time, might struggle a little bit having Bastianini on the other side of the garage yeah and then but, them two might fuck each other over in terms of the championship and then but, at the same time you, you since it's been announced that he's leaving Ducati Pecco's just gone and won four in a row yeah, maybe this a, was what Pecco needed was to be pushed by a, a someone Pe- who was his equal maybe yeah I mean Pecco's the fourth rider in history in the Premier Class history to win four races in a row after Marquez mm. Rossi mm. and Jorge Lorenzo that's good company Alien. keeping it Alien like status. Yeah. But like, like when you think about it, maybe that's what done Peko in last year was he was comfortable. You know, he, he knew he already had the beat in a jab. He knew he'd look good by comparison in a way. Now he knows heat is coming his way with, with Bastianini. He has yeah, he to up his game. He has to step up that other yeah. level. And I he? think that's actually going to be a good thing for him. I think getting rid of Miller is actually going to pay dividends. Yeah, that's a fair point. It's a good way to look at it. I mean, if Becco can push himself, but then it's a case of will Pecco rise or will he fall? And if Pecco wins is... the title next year with Bastianini pushing him all the way, that will have vindicated Ducati. Yeah, that's simple. But mm-hmm. It's a case of um, Bastianini though. 
Could he, if he's consistent next year, he's well, fully well, on even, the title. Even if it's the other way around and Pego pushes Bastianini all the way, at least he's there, you know, and it will, yeah. again, will have vindicated Ducati. They need to be. I think that's what Pego needs is yeah. someone who is his equal and Miller ain't. I think well, it's when just, he was, whichever one of them gets to grips with the GP23 quickest will win the title. Mm. Yeah, because the bike is that good that it. Oh, yeah. Um, and what do you think of uh, by now's helmet design this weekend? Honestly, I, I I was speaking to one of our listeners uh, who's female, and she actually made a good point saying about like Dennis Rodman and all the misogynistic stuff, you no know, beating and up the rapes, the, yeah, and, rapes, uh, yeah. beating his beating up women, and a drink driving conviction. You know, it, someone should have said to Pecco, "Look, this ain't a good idea." He mm. is having right. I like Pecco. He is having PR nightmares left, yes. right, and centre from. <laughs> But like I, from the comment, but I from the comment last it. year, where he said in the press conference when they had the summer break that he felt like he was a woman on a period who couldn't go out and do things whilst That's he was sat terrible. at home not riding his bike. Yeah, and then this year with the drink driving, and mm. then he makes he has a helmet design dedicated to a guy. Do you know what? As a rapist, because hold on, hold on. So he's he had a helmet design dedicated to a rapist who obviously. For his basketball achievements, and when Matt Oxley correctly questioned him on it in the que- in the press conference, it was like, "Why the hell are you wearing this freaking helmet?" And no one from Dorna even stepped in and went, uh, "Becco, can you not wear that helmet, please?" Or yeah. Drudy, mm-hmm. Drudy, when he was painting it, went, "Hmm, probably not a good idea." Nobody stopped him. No one in Dorna went, "You know what? We're trying to promote foot- MotoGP to females, so um, do you mind not having a helmet design of a guy yeah. who?" does bad shit to women but my idea behind this is Pecco said when Matt Oxley questioned him on it that he was separating the the basketball player I don't even care I don't Mm. care to know his name so Pecco is separating what this guy did in sport from his from what he does outside of sport and pulling them apart Pecco is obviously under the limelight for his drink driving I believe Pecco is going Oh, so separate this guy from the sport thing. And also, can you separate me from exactly my outside? Exactly I was about to and say. Just, I'm glad just you said like it. Keep me, keep me in my sporting thing and just look at me in that and just forget about the fact that I'm a drink driver. It's and classic you know. yeah, projection. That's yeah, honestly, I'm glad you said that because that's exactly mm-hmm. what I was going to say. It, he's definitely... Like, at first, I thought it was, uh, oh, Echo had made a... Maybe not so innocent, but he'd made a, an error in judgment. But then when I sat down and actually thought about it, I thought, actually, this is a statement. It's a cynical statement as well. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, 13% of people who watch MotoGP are women. 13%. That's that's a low number. And then you've got Peko, a race winner today, doing stuff like that. Why Mm. someone didn't just sit... Like, it it would not have been difficult to say, especially after Saturday when Oxley gave him the opportunity after questioning him on it to pull the helmet. You know, he had his his normal ones there because they ran him on Friday. Yeah. It's uh, It's honestly... The more I think... Perform. I don't think it's... I I would suggest that perhaps he didn't know at the time dividing it. I don't think he maybe considered that. But then I think it, when the question came, he thought, if you separate the sportsman from the person, mm. that fits me really well. 
if you've been educated and given the opportunity to sort of, um, I don't want to say backtrack, but, you know, almost right your wrongs. Fix wrong your mistake. Yeah, fix it. If you've been given the information necessary to not be a bit of an ass and you don't bother, then, um, yeah, like that's just, that's yeah. pretty cool. It's, it's just such poor timing. If Peko had been, you know, squeaky clean and not caught in any controversy, you could possibly give him the benefit of the doubt. Mm. But the way he's been this season, he, I start to think that he's getting the Rossi effect of feeling like he's untouchable. Mm, I don't know. The thing is, the whole thing about, I don't like the whole, you know, like, oh, separate this guy's humans. You can apply it to anybody then. Like, oh yeah, I've just got this helmet dedicated to Adolf Hitler because, you know, I liked his painting and yeah. stuff. If you want a Hitler's you know, I'm, I'm original se- painting, I'm, yes. I'm, you know, I'm separating the guy and what he did because I like his artwork or I've got a Jimmy Savile helmet next weekend because yeah. I liked what he did with kids TV, you know. It's like, it, it just it doesn't fly. work, mate. Yeah. It, don't it fly. doesn't work. Like, if somebody had, I don't know, had an accident, like, I don't know, they had a car crash and like that, I don't know the name of the actor, a little while ago, and he accidentally fired a gun on set and killed somebody else. Baldwin. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, if you had a helmet design dedicated to him, okay, fine, because it was an accident. But when somebody's doing and doing these things, you're like, yeah. you know, in, uh, Terrible he could have picked any basketball player. He could have picked Kobe Bryant, who fucking died. Yeah. He's a legend. Like, do a tribute mm-hmm. to Kobe freaking Bryant or LeBron James. Well, he also James got done or... for rape, didn't he? So, you know. Okay, yeah. Okay, maybe <laughs> not Kobe. Well, like LeBron anyway, James. Yeah, yeah. LeBron, Michael Jordan. Yo, Shaq. <laughs> yeah, do it like yeah. Shaq with him like eating the freaking chicken wing on the hot wings. Beats, you know? Like Dennis Rodman has literally been convicted of beating women, rape, drink driving. He's friends with Kim Jong-un, for God's sake. And not, you picked not a, him. Not a good uh, tribute. You picked him. Like, he was a phenomenal basketball player. Make no mistake. He was utterly incredible. But the rest of him is just not worth it. And nope. Ducati's PR as well. Like, no one yeah. in Ducati thought, oh, yeah, by the way, just not, don't wear that freaking helmet. Yeah, please. The fact it wasn't pulled after Saturday is what pisses me off. He was yeah, given no the opportunity. Different. Yeah, that, that's, the, that's the thing that really. That's what wrangles. Yeah, that, that, that's what doesn't sit right with me. Is yeah. Like, if, if someone had concern. surprised him after the race with the question, for example, Aye. fair enough. But he was yeah. told about it on Saturday. Well, the comparisons were made. Mm-hmm. He had ample time to say, okay, I'll just wear my normal helmet. This ain't worth it. Yeah, exactly. So, honestly, yeah. if he gets backlash for this, fully deserved. Yeah. And at, when yeah. I, at the time, I'll be completely honest, at the time when I heard the question, I thought, okay, you know, whatever. And then... When I was given other perspectives and I sat down and thought about it, I, mm-hmm. I actually thought, you know what? Poor, poor. Not move. cool. Yeah, because yeah, at first I was like, oh, it's just a helmet, whatever. Yeah. And then I was exactly I realized, what it was like. Because I didn't know who this Dennis Geezer was. Never even heard of him. And then when I was like, oh, okay, yeah. this is what he's done. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. 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 Don't wear that freaking helmet, mate. Yeah, what like, are you doing? This is why it's important to have other perspectives on stuff like this because. Like I would never have considered the other side of it. I just just thought the same as you. Like I was thinking purely MotoGP terms, like cool lid. No, yeah, it was a nice like, looking lid. Yeah, because he took it again. I didn't know who this guy was, and when he took the took it out of the bag on Saturday, I was like, oh my god, that is gorgeous. Yeah, like same. I really, I love that helmet. Like straight away, I knew who it was a tribute to. But I, again, I didn't attribute it to. Like I did what Pecco was trying to say. I attributed it to the sportsman. Well, Pecco didn't know. It's only it's afterwards. Bez did it to a comedian that's Italian or oh, yeah. speaks the local dialect and 
Um, Marini did it to the photos of his girlfriend and his dog and his sandwich and <laughs> the things he enjoyed. Mino's was a weird ass folk band. Yeah, I don't understand that. Vietti's was Viet- look after the U's. Vietti, yeah, and Franco yeah, right when he had his, Yeah, Franco's when Franco Morbidelli a few years ago when he did the he was the only one to be like stamp out racism kind of thing, you know. Mm. Yeah, it's just, and it's, it's a statement, and he's made it, and he can't go back on it now. It's just, it's screwed. Yeah, it. it. Like, I like Peko, but bro, just like hire a PR manager, Jesus Christ. Yeah, or even, like, I'll or do even, it. I'll do just, it for free, mate. Like, or even just listen to some. But there's no way no one said to him, "Don't wear it." Someone except, would have said. Yeah, except the criticism, Peko. I don't exactly. think he, like I think that's criticism. it. Yeah, he, he does. He's he wants to dig his heels in. He, he yeah, wants he, to dig he, his heels in. Be like, no, honestly, no, no, you're wrong. Yeah, he's yeah. get he's gotten to the point where he feels untouchable in MotoGP, and that ain't a good look. I think Bastianini's yeah, going to humble him a little one, bit. Yeah, for one thing, he's <laughs> not yet won a, a MotoGP world title. Mm. He's fallen apart when he's been in contention up until now. He's not earned the right to be untouchable. No, he's it's like because you look at the VR forty six Rad Academy. He's the top dog. Mm. He's a top dog. He's won four races now. He's kind of a top dog everywhere. But you look at Marquez. Marquez isn't like that. No, he's not. Yeah. Marquez, like Marquez, right? Is no, he is no stranger to PR disasters. You only have to look at his twenty thirteen oh, Japanese no. helmet God. when he had the eyes pulled. At, yeah, you know. literally the, the eyes pulled like a Japanese man. Right. Like, come and on, when, bro. And when. Yeah, and like made his eyes into like slits, you know, and like horrendous, so like racist, whatever. Call us woke for it. Everybody went mental for it. What did, and he even had t shirts with it on as well. Yes. What did Marquez do when people pulled him off on it? He didn't wear the helmet or he, he was like, I'm it's so that sorry. Easy. Yeah. And went, I am sorry. Sorry. I put yeah. a, I made a mistake. I it was up. an error in judgment. Sorry. I thought it would be yeah. funny, but it, I can see now with another perspective that it yeah. is not and, funny. I apologize. Yeah, and, it won't happen again. And it hasn't since. That's all yeah, it takes. Mark, it's not fucking Mark, hard. Mark, a 20 years old, could realise yeah. that. Aye. Yeah. Peko is much older, a bit more experienced, knows the world a bit more than Marquez. The world's changed significantly, and Peko will know that the world has changed significantly, yeah. significantly since 2013. And Peko just chooses to go, no, this yeah. isn't my problem. This is you having a problem with something that's not even related to it. It's about sporting. And, and when, that when is they gaslighting. The, Yes, but not only that, the interesting thing is, I think Pico has got too many yes men around yeah, him because was, when mm-hmm. when Matt Oxley asked the question, Celestino Vietti was sat behind him, put his head in his laps and shook his head, like, no, and turned and said something to Pecco. Pecco turned around and laughed and was smiling like, oh, God, here we go. Yeah, as if Pecco thought he had the upper hand. Yeah, yeah. as if to say, you know... Vietti's probably gone to him or somebody it's been a joke that's been said between the VR46 lads I'm not saying that any of them have condoned it or whatever but maybe they've already gone Pecco you're going to get shit for this you, yeah. you better be ready for shit for this there's yeah. no way happened, nobody did yeah and then when it happened and Vietti went fucking hell there we go you know yeah, yeah. Vietti knew what was coming fire. like why did Pecco yeah. not if Vietti knew what was coming and it wasn't even him I, I reckon Pecco knew he was going to get shit for it and was like no because he was prime because he stopped Malx. He was asking the question and Pecco cut him off and was like, no. Yeah, it was rehearsed. Um, he was like, stop, 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 stop. This is why I'm using it for his sporting. He knew he was going to get shit for yep, it. He was prepared. And, and he just honestly, didn't the, care. The, the dumb part is, I guarantee you're going to get lots of people who echo on it. 
And, yeah, yeah, and, because but, I've already oh, seen it all yeah. over Twitter. People yeah. are like, oh, the woke snowflakes and shit. And it's like, it's not even woke or snowflakes. It's just called morals and... Uh, it's not difficult. Not to be, idolizing yeah. Yeah. rapists. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's that simple. Like, it's, it's not hard to be a decent human being. And it's yeah. also not hard to admit your mistakes. You know, like exactly. It, That's it. it especially it like being a public figure, someone who's going to get shed loads of attention at their home race after three wins on a bounce. Mm-hmm. If he had honestly, I, that's what pisses me off, and I've said it once, and I will repeat it. He could easily have just went, "Look, I apologize. It was an error in judgment. Yeah, this is not the message I want to be sending to the female audience or thirty percent of children. Yeah, but." Especially with MotoGP pushing for more female audience, and then they mm. condone shit like that. Yeah, you can't have it both ways, man. It just seems like Peko has that. He needs of, humbling. It, yeah, he doesn't. It, there's no. He doesn't see there's any onus on him. He's the he's the golden boy, and he can do no wrong. And don't get me wrong, he is a mad fast bike racer, but yeah, he's. Uh, I don't know. He's got like maturing to do off the track in a way. Yeah, like the, track, the thing guess, is, but... he apologized for his drink driver and said, I held his hands up and said, I made an error. I've mm. been punished by the extent of the law. That's fine. You what, no, it's yeah, not fine, law. but you know what I mean? Mm. It's like, he's apologized, owned up to his mistake and said, look, I made an error. It won't happen again. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. And you then, know it comes across to me though? It comes across as arrogance. Yes. Yeah. Which it's the never been Pecco's MO. That's what I don't care. The thing is, the fact that he he felt that he could just, I I'll fuck it. I've drunk loads. I'll just go. I'll just drink, drive, whatever. Like, I'll, it's fine. I'll get away with it. It's it's, it's that arrogance. It's that narcissism. It's the narcissism, the entitlement. Yeah. And he's it's never entitlement been like to be that. Like, yeah, but it's the entitlement to be like, I can do this, and uh, consequences. I don't care about because mm. I'm Pecco Bagnaia. It doesn't matter. It mm. won't happen to me. Or I won't crash into a ditch. And then when the PR disaster happened, he posted a statement. Was like, uh, yeah, sorry, fucked up. Uh, a few days later, deleted them because he needed to post them to Cathy PR again and just kind of forgot about it. And then mm. he knew that in the press conference, Jack would back him up, which he did. But this one, when Mark asked the question, no, Jack, no, even Jack, Jack, Jack helped him because in the translation, but Jack couldn't back him up. And Pecco, how could you? I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna defend Pecco here because Pecco. Because obviously his grasp of the English language is obviously going to be a lot less than a fluent English language speaker. Pecco's English is as a high level. Pecco did not have the words he what he wanted to say in English to be able to you know respond to Matt Oakley's points. But you don't need to know that much English to go. Yeah, sorry, it's oh, fucked up. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. That, literally, that's mm-hmm. all it takes is a sense. I'm sorry. That's that, you know that's not a difficult sentence. I will not wear the helmet. I'm sorry. Yeah. But anyway, I think we've dwelled on this point. Yeah, quite the thing a lot. is, it's, it's worth mentioning. <laughs> it is worth it mentioning. Just looks, Absolutely, we've. Yeah. It looks horrendous I mean, for the sport. Yeah, you because, can't just sweep this under the rug, like. No, no, no. You go no, on MotoGP's. Right, I'm going to do a test quickly whilst we're here. I'm just going to check. So you go on MotoGP's website. Ah, so they posted a photo of Pecco holding his hand up, but they've copped it, so you can't see the helmet. Like, how bad does it look that you've got a MotoGP race winner? And he's on their PR, he's on socials, and when people go and look for MotoGP, mm-hmm. and even on, on like the video, uh, they've got a video of Pecco, um, they've got MotoGP last lap, they've covered the helmet with some text saying last lap. Because mm. how horrendous does it look? Yeah. All the photos they've used, you can't see the helmet. 
They could all have of them. easily forced all... him to pull it. Yeah, and like there's one and his helmet is backwards so you can't see it. Every photo they've used, you can't see the helmet. Because how horrendous does it look as a PR for the entire sport that some guy's wearing a helmet of a rapist? It looks yep. horrendous for the shocking. sport. Shocking. Absolutely it's shocking. Just, like, and, and the thing is, a lot of people won't make the connection. And, Hopefully. <laughs> and that's the alarming part. Like, like, like I, I'm fully prepared to admit, I didn't at first. I had no idea. Once. I know, did I? So I, mm-hmm. I never made it. You know, and I guarantee I'm not alone in looking at that. I just, I well, guarantee I, I'm in the majority, if anything, of people saying, cool helmet. Not- I'm, that's kind of a good thing. I hope that a lot of people look at it and don't know who he is. So they yes, don't go, well, that's my point. That's oh, where I'm hoping. I'm not, yeah. not going to watch MotoGP because they're allowing him to wear this. If, if someone pulled up in an F1 with a helmet like that, it, I would not be exactly able to. Exactly what the person I was speaking to said. They said it, this ship would never fly an F1. And I was like, mm-hmm. yep, you're right. No, no Liberty Media hate, would never allow it. Yeah. No, Lando Norris has you... had a basketball helmet. Yeah. And it was literally just a basketball. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't like it wasn't tennis Rodman. Like I I hate to compare Mo GP with F1 because it's like comparing apples and oranges, but when PR things like this happen. The F1's miles ahead. Fly. Yeah. Um Right, I do want to wrap up this podcast. It has been two hours. And oh, we have good Lord. Long. So, the MotoGP standings are Cotaro leads to Bangnaya now with 30 points, who has chopped a 91-point deficit down to 30 points. Woof. To say what you want about Peko and his stupid helmets, that is freaking impressive. Um, yeah, just don't wear it again, Peko. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Spargo third, 33 back. Only three back on Bangnaya. Bastini fourth, Zarco fifth, Miller sixth, Binder seventh, Vinales eighth, up to eighth, Rins ninth, and Jorge Martin is up to tenth place overall. Mm-hmm. And that's why Jorge Martin did not get the factory right. There it yep. is. And um, Marini, so Bezzecchi was leading Marini at one point in the standings. Now Marini is clear of Bezzecchi by 14. plus nine, 17 points. Oh, I was gutted for Bears, man. Mm, yeah, it's, 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 that, it's that first yeah. lap fuel load problem because it, it hit Miller as well. It's just it's just one of those yeah. things you've got to and be careful. The, there was a T1 smash. The Zarco, Piro, and Paul went down. Paul has no luck at the oh, moment. Oh, Paul, did you see his post? Yeah, I did. Yeah, and he was like, "When it can't get any worse, it keeps Bam. getting worse." <laughs> yeah, and mm. that poor Aruba it to Cassie. Oh, that beautiful. Yep. Yeah. Jeez. Oh, right. Yeah, but um, I'd like to say one main thing. Um, Just thank quickly. you to Andrea Davizioso for oh, yeah. the incredible career you've had, the memories we've seen, the incredible battles you've had with Mark Marquez over the years. You've brought us some incredible thrills and we will miss you wholeheartedly in the sport. And yes, the last few years obviously haven't gone as you'd like them. If you're not even going to listen to this podcast, it's fine. But Someone yeah, we're going to miss you, Dovi. One of the aliens, he's one of the aliens. I've always said he's the fifth alien and um, yeah. we'll stick now that Marcus is in there. You know, and I'm I'm really sad to see him go, but I can't wait to see this big announcement that he's got in the next month. I, the rumours of it, it's going to be Academy, so that'd be great if it is. I think it's MXGP. I, I can't wait to see him in the MXGP with the new Ducati team next year. No, grazie Dovi, that's all we can say. Grazie Dovi. Yeah. Just quickly, Riders of the Day. Oh yeah, I forgot. Um, right, Moto Two is obviously Alonso Lopez for me. No shit. Yeah, same. Uh, I gotta Moto go with Lopez, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Moto Three. Um, on true. 
Yeah. Same. Yeah, on shoot for that. And then MotoGP, I'm going to go with. MotoGP is harder for me. I don't know. Marini for me. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I was going to say Marini. Yeah, he's done. Uh, Bastian did really well. Vignales, it's, I'm it's really proud expected of an A now and whereas Marini's yeah. been improving and it's still maybe a surprise especially back to back I'll go with Marini because he has done he's that stepping up maybe every round Fabio it, yeah. because he's dragging that Yamaha to places it shouldn't be once again yeah he got it's very, almost the same every week with Fabio isn't it and also wanted a shout week. out to Kazuki Watanabe for finishing third over the line what a freaking ride <laughs> what a beast no I'm um, it's such it's a baby, never man. even yeah what a beef that's my typo from um, FP1 so if you go on there from racing it's find on the FP1 there. results uh, yeah it's on there uh, but, what like, a beef. you know he hadn't come from even like little superbikes he came from endurance it's a thank you from and Suzuki Japanese superbike yeah class. you know it's a thank you from Suzuki and he didn't disgrace himself in the slightest so he did well to get out of the way at the end as well he did yeah he, he did he, yeah yeah and here comes Watanabe with a steel chair. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that is enough. This is uh, two hours and ten minutes. Uh, my computer is going to hate freaking re- rendering all this. Mm, so I can't camera. wait I'm to edit this fine. tomorrow. Excellent. Oh, yeah. Right. Um, but yeah, I hope you've enjoyed listening to this podcast. As always, we'll be back next weekend. I'll try and speak to this guest that we've been planning for ages. I'll try and get him in for next time. So that'd be right. Good. Um, but yeah, um, sick, sick. Yeah, I've got no words. <laughs> Cheers Bye for listening. Everybody. And it's, ciao, ciao. It's literally nearly 11 o'clock at night now. This is two hours. Yeah, so, your body yeah. wants to go to bed in a bit. Yeah, that'll do. Yeah. See you later. Bye. Ciao, ciao. Bye.